But do you trust people like that? Like, okay, I, we, none of us are at that any point. Closet masturbators? No, not typically. No, not particularly. <laughs> Without oh. belts around their neck? Having, like, I wouldn't want people randomly in my house like that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we, we're never at that well, level. Well, yeah, and... Joe. <laughs> He's going to masturbate in your closet. Of course you don't want him in your house. <laughs> Say it like it's a controversial take. <laughs> I, know, I know you guys would typically want him over for dinner, but me... Call me wacky. I don't want this guy in my home. Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Party Down. Party Down went 26 episodes with three seasons on the stars. Today we're talking about episode one, which is called Willow Canyon Homeowners Annual Party, originally airing March 20th, 2009. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys, Nick, Ferg, Joe, and Gordo. What's going on, guys? hey yo, Yo. Yo. You stained me like Shakespeare said, thou doth. No, wrong one, Joe. You were supposed to say, put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see <laughs> this your penis. Your <laughs> yeah, no one. I was laughing so hard about that. I was like, we're going to bring that up and everyone's just going to be like, Gordo, how many times yeah. have you heard that actually said to you in your life? Zero. So uh, could this show have been on a worse network? Stars? This is, yeah. this yeah. is the shame of this show. Is this until our first it got Stars brought show? Ba- yeah, it's, yeah. It's, until it got brought yeah. back, I didn't know the show existed. And then I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. So I think we're like, definitely going to talk about that as we go along, but this is definitely a victim of stars. good show, bad network for the show. Same thing happened to Ash vs. the Evil Dead. It's no one could watch it. Right. When you look at this cast and, and everything that's involved in it, it's like, it just, I always bring this back to um, Cobra Kai on YouTube Red or whatever it was back then versus Cobra Kai when it moved to Netflix. This is one of those shows that I found out about a little after it happened and every single person like every roommate I ever had had this on DVD. Yeah. So you could never see it on stars, but it was always there. So I've probably seen the first two seasons of this until the new one at least 10 times all the way through. But it was never on stars. I've never had stars. I've had every streaming channel you could possibly have, including weird ones. Like we talked about that weird NBC comedy one that existed for like two months or whatever. Stars is never. I'm waiting for it to just get bundled into another one. I had stars. It was part of one of the packages I had. I had everything, but like I never watched it. They had good movies too and series. Was Encore part of Stars? No, Encore was its own. Encore was its own. Okay. For the taste and, and more, it's Encore. I can't finish all this food. What the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> Sweet Al's <laughs> family. <laughs> I've never heard. I I've heard of this the show. Pressure doesn't have any family. <laughs> I've heard of this show. I've never seen it, though. Party Down was a show that I had not seen, had heard about it a million times. It was one of those, oh, you never saw it. And in my head, I like 2009, I thought this show was like older. Because when you look at the cast, and like I know a lot of them really got more popular after the fact, but they weren't all relative no-names that hit later. They were all kind of actively working by the time this came out. Everyone did get much larger. They all, yes, they it, all though. peaked after this, but this wasn't like Freaks and Geeks where you look back at it and go, what the fuck? Like, 
Right. Yeah. No, this was people still actively working. Like you knew who everybody was when you watched this. Like if you'd watched The State and you know you'd seen all these different TV shows and movies, all these people were in Mean Girls. This Speaking of which, a... there's a Mean Girls fucking musical coming out. What is happening? I saw that. Yeah. I not necessarily would have known who Alan Scott was back then. I think the first time I ever remember Adam seeing Scott? him. Yeah. Who, what did I say? I thought you said Alan, but me too. I, I was I, like, I, I, I was there a cast where I missed? Talk. Alan Scott is the original Green Lantern. Adam Scott Uh-oh. is what I meant. But uh, I nerd alert. First nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> first time I remember seeing him was in um, Step Brothers. Yeah, I think that's my first introduction to him. Well, he was was Step Brothers before or after Parks and Rec though? Before I think. After, yeah, don't it was quote before. me though. Was it before? Parks and that whole Rec time is just a blur. Adam Scott took the role um, after season two of this show. Oh, okay. Because yeah, sure he comes in like season three, three of Parks and Rec. And also should be mentioned that there is a 10 plus year gap between season two and season three of this show. Right. Yeah. So when I season three, three just seasons, happens. It's, yeah. It's more like reboot. Oh, okay. And didn't they just to... reboot this? But this year. Yeah. That's the third season. It was a six episode, like kind of mini series third season. Okay. Where like almost the entire cast came back all except one basically. And it changes too by the second season because you basically you swap out Megan Mullally um, joins, right? Megan Mullally joins and Jennifer Coolidge joins and you lose um uh from fucking Glee, what's her name? Um Oh, she's not in season two? Jane no, Lynch? She, well she's in the very last episode because they like oh, re go to her character's like, she's wedding. She's my favorite part of the show. She's Jane great. Lynch? No, she's great in it, yeah. But like it's one of those shows that like that when people who are so funny on it leave, they replace them with people who are equally funny, so the show doesn't feel like it's losing anything. I think the second season is just as funny as the first, and it's super different. She's another one. I know her Jane Lynch, from... by the way. Jane, Jane Lynch, Lynch, thank you. Jane Lynch. Star Jane of the Lynch, Fugitive. I know from 40-Year-Old Virgin originally, and then She's um, the best. Role models. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things. This is one of those shows, too, that, like, you start putting all the dots start connecting when you see yeah. this show. And you start yeah. realizing how many connections they all have to one another. Like, part, like Paul Rudd is one of the creators of this show. Yeah. You know what I always, I don't know, like, did you see the director? Like, yeah, that, Fred Savage. Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah, Fred Just Savage directed last this. Second. Oh, by the way, Fred Savage directed it. I think he directed a bunch of them. Maybe he not. He directed a lot of stuff. Like, maybe yeah. all of them, actually. And but, one of the um, other um, creators of the show, Rob Thomas, not Matchbox 20 Rob Thomas. Smooth. <laughs> not Sinbad's roommate and Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, he did, um, what was it? The popular show. Uh, Veronica Mars? Veronica oh, Mars. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Gordon, who's in this episode, he's like one of the main stars of Veronica Mars. What else is he from? I, it's just That was one of the things I could have looked up, but I wanted well, to bring I'll it up I'll tell here. you this. He reminded me of uh, Dax Shepard, and I kept thinking it was him, and it's not. What, the guy uh, who plays Gordon? Kyle? No, the no, Gordon, the, the, the naked the guy, guy who jumps in the pool. Oh, my bad. Oh, he's the guy from Just Shoot Me. Yeah. Oh God, yes. That's, that's what, it what is. I know okay. him most for. As soon as I saw <laughs> yeah, him, I was like, yeah, yeah. "Hey, if the just shoot me oh, guy," because I've never seen Veronica Mars. I, so about I was just excited. He's also in Galaxy dick. Quest and Money Train, two great movies. Do you think Money of Galaxy Quest great. first? I, uh, I think love of Money Train. Don't, don't shit on Galaxy Quest. <laughs> it's a great. It's a movie. I love Galaxy Quest. Movie. Yeah. And just a couple things, real quick. I, I do want to mention IMDb has this clocked in at an eight point two. That works. And Rotten Tomatoes critic score ninety four percent, audience score ninety three percent. Um, so I feel good about all of those ratings. So they 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 paid the Ron Tomatoes money. Good for them. <laughs> well, I I agree with those popular. scores for the record. 
And I want to remind you all also, S1E1Pod.com is where you can find the links to all our social medias, everywhere you can listen to us. Please follow us on X and Instagram, S1E1Pod. Uh, we have just about everything, but those are probably the main ones that we use. Uh, interact with us, hit us up. If you send us a five-star review from Apple, prove it to us. We'll follow you on any social media you'd like is our way of saying thank you. Just a small gesture. And uh, yeah, let us know shows you want us to cover and things like that. You have the time to change him? You naturally said X. I'm making a conscious effort to. I, deep <laughs> down, weird. still feel like, I feel like five years from now, it's either going to be gone or call Twitter by a new owner again. But <laughs> in the meantime, I'll try to follow suit. I hate X. I think it's so dumb. And there's going to be a point where, like, we're going to listen back to old episodes and go, oh, remember when it was called X? That sounded so dumb. It's going to be neat. Do you think there's I, somebody, though, who has the, like, very first handle of, like, at Malcolm? And now he's, like, at MalcolmX.com. <laughs> because that's a pretty good handle to have. We didn't I'm land on Twitter. Twitter okay. landed on us. No, because they still kept it Twitter. The URL is still Twitter, despite it being X. But he owns X.com. Does he? Yeah. Malcolm X does? change it, man. No, Malcolm <laughs> yes, X did not Malcolm exist X when does. the internet existed. Malcolm X has risen from the grave, and he has murdered Elon Musk and taken over the platform, but that's why it's called X. I love this universe that you've just created so much more than the one we live in. It was actually Exhibit that killed him and took over, though. <laughs> it was Exhibit. X. So, I don't know if you guys had saw, I was looking up a little bit about the show, and so this show was, like, originally being worked out, like, early 2000s, and it took years to actually kind of come into play, but... The original adaptation had Henry was going to be played by Paul Rudd, who was one of the creators, like I mentioned. Ken's character was actually going to be Steve Carell. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I don't, I can't, I, I listen, I love Steve Carell. I can't see anybody but Ken playing this yeah. uh, character. And we've talked about this before, too. It's one of those things where, yeah, it could be really cool, but what is the what's the butterfly effect like what shows are affected if that happens exactly like, yep the office I'm glad doesn't this happen happens or, the exact or, way it did and we got the office the way it did we, and everything or but that happens and then we get the bob odenkirk office or something like that so that could i mean who knows you know the bob odenkirk office i feel like would be very funny but was, without without ken marino like, every episode going no the show <laughs> is nowhere near as funny as it would be well this only went two seasons how much later was the office from the cancellation of this Office started already. It did. Okay, so yeah, yeah it would have fucked everything. Well, and we do was... get one Office alum in this episode. Yeah, this would have been though if this started when they planned it, which was early two thousand. So like everything's different in, the, in that world. Time. The one out. thing I, I just want to ask real quick. So I know Gordo said he hadn't seen it. Jay, had you seen it? No, I, I mentioned it earlier. I'd never seen an episode. Yeah, I had Nick. always been aware of it, but it just never crossed paths with me. Just never. Yeah, saw I just. It, yeah. Yeah, I, we we finished the third season right when it came out okay. too, uh, or it was a weekly release, I think. But we did watch it, you know, religiously. I love this show. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask them, the YouTube guys who hadn't seen it before, and this isn't getting into plot or anything, but watching this now, probably for like the eleventh time ever, the way it's paced, I'm always like, oh, you know, this is gonna lead to the next thing, and I feel like it's the way it's written, not just that I know. Did you, did you feel that? Like every time something happened, did you feel like it was laying groundwork? For the next thing because i feel like that's how it's written but you guys hadn't seen it before um, no. at times but i'll say i always watch it twice or at least try to in this case i did watching it back the second time you could see like very clear like things that were being laid as foundation for later scenes which is kind of always a good sign of like good writing yeah, yeah. uh you know it, it you know some shows it, it feels like they're writing the scenes on the fly and then there's other ones where you could tell they really like laid out what's going on and, and structure yeah. it a certain way 
I mean, Ron's I, I, racial sensitivity training payoff is maybe <laughs> my favorite. Uh, one of our yeah. longtime listeners, Jeff, who's listening to this, uh, there's a few lines from this episode we've been saying to each other for years and years. And one of them is, I think, the funniest line of this episode, which is definitely a racial insensitivity line, which is just, <laughs> it's never not going to make you laugh. So to get into the episode itself, uh, we start off with Ron, played by Ken Marino, who's in a million things as is most of these people and that was another one uh ken marino it's funny for me ken marino if, if we're doing this the link game again i think of role models because he plays like yeah. the stepdad with jane lynch they, they have a yeah. scene together paul rudd's in the movie it's just like again it's all the pieces come together it's a generation of such funny people yeah he's doing this he's get a little monologue from him he's and they're setting up for this party so they're it's a catering group so they're doing those um like private parties where they kind of do the all encompassing. They do the catering, the DJs, like bartending, the bartending, all that stuff. He mentions that uh, towards the end of it, that, you know, he used to be a little bit wilder, but nowadays he's like clean and sober. And I thought, I don't know the future run of the show. I felt like the natural progression would be for him to eventually slip up again and like go off the deep end because it's brought up so early on that he's a clean and sober guy. Well, because Joe is smirking like that, I'm guessing you're right. Uh, his story arc is one of loss and redemption. I will say okay. that. <laughs> well, so yeah, so okay, good to know. Um, that was like <laughs> as soon as he said clean and sober, I was like, that's not gonna last. And his name's Ron Donald. Is there any point where we find out that his middle name has like a mix something in it? No, I don't this isn't like Mac so. from Always Sunny, right? His name isn't secretly Ronald McDonald. <laughs> no, no, it's just Ronald Donald. Yeah, it's Ronald Donald, which is equally funny, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, it's almost funnier. <laughs> yeah. And then while he's um he's talking to the client, there's a, it's like a couple hosting the party. And the woman who's uh, one of the homeowners, he's talking to her while the, the character Roman, he's struggling with a jar. What was it a jar of? I couldn't quite figure it out. I thought it was, it was mustard. mustard. I was going to say, it looked, it looked like some fancy mustard. Yeah. Was yeah, it I read it as mustard. I was laughing because I was like, oh, it's, yeah. With like a screw top? Yeah, maybe some gray poupon. Well, if it's a mustard yeah. jar that's that big, it's industrial, right? Like if you uh, go to true a... too, they are catered. Yeah. So. yeah, but yeah, I mean your your classic gray poupon is a screw top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but much smaller bottle, but again, industrial size for the caterers. And Fancy a mustard you use, a, use a, a knife for. Yeah. And that's uh, and he eventually gets some on the girl. Uh, that's Roman, played by Martin Starr. Uh, you know one. him from the newer Spider-Man movies. You would Silicon Valley uh, and Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and earlier. Geeks, yeah, yeah. Freaks and Geeks, which I mentioned number earlier. one. Which uh, I mean. One of the funniest episodes of the league ever, too. And the Incredible Hulk. No? I mean, I didn't see the Spider-Man movies either. Don't don't look at me. I feel like he's more present in the Spider-Man movies, but Well, you're gonna call me a nerd again, but the theory is that <laughs> his character and the Incredible Hulk is the same character that's the teacher. Oh, uh, get right up. out of town. And fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's also in Walk Hard, which we bring up a lot on this show, If you too. pay attention in scene four, you can see him adjust his belt, and there's an H on the belt that glimmers green. Does he become the Hulk? Is he Bruce Banner? Make a fun of me. Look at the background of your screen. I see Iron Man. Are you just a fake nerd, or are you a real nerd? Yeah, Iron Man and Batman. Jay's a fake nerd. He's Reform a furred. <laughs> no, Jay just leaves heard. the Batman... <laughs> Red Sox from the early 90s and Iron Man posters on his wall so he can score checks. That's why he has them up there. He's not a fake nerd. It's Jose Canseco, the best Red Sox of all time. Put a real sports star up there like OJ. (laughs) 
So uh, anyways, to get back into this interaction, uh, client walks off and we're getting the first time Ron's reminding her about the client feedback card at the end. And that was the first time I realized that he wasn't like the owner. I just, in the first scene, I just assumed he owned the company, but then the importance of him, you know, of the feedback cards is the first time I was like, oh, he's just an employee here. He's like, you know, the, the manager or whatever he is. Yeah, I thought he owned it too. I, it's, uh, I think they want you to think that originally. No, I think the he's so he's not the owner. I thought the feedback card was just for their like online. No, presence. it's him because he's like because he's trying to impress the owner, Mister Duck, right? Oh, Mister yeah. Duck. Yeah, because he want, if he does well, then he can get his own Super Crackers franchise. That's right. Yeah, and a hockey team. Uh, weird hockey? lofty goals. So um, the Mighty Ducks reference. This is Ducksworth. <laughs> Monsignor Ducksworth, thank you very much. And then from there we we cut to um we meet Henry for the first time, and that's Adam Scott again. Long list of credentials: Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. Step Brothers, like the list of Ghosted, one of his biggest shows. <laughs> Ghosted was great. Check out our episode and watch the show because it is great. We talk about the writing of this show. One of the things I tracked so immediately in this episode, uh, this scene, is that he pulls up in like a ten-year-old, really beaten-up BMW, which goes to show like a car that was worth a lot of money ten years ago and is now beat to shit. Like it's such a good represent representative of his character. Like this thing from eight years ago or whatever that was big and shiny is yeah, now like because a sleazy it, kind of broken down thing. Yeah, there's this ongoing runner throughout the show where people are trying to figure out where they know him from, which you know would indicate that he was once of some notoriety, so he probably blew that check and then kind of faded off. I find it more heartwarming though that he blew it on a BMW instead of like a Ferrari, you know? Well, they cost very different amounts of money. <laughs> like BMW yeah, sure. is like something like we could any of us could buy a BMW if we wanted to. I, I can't buy a Ferrari. I would like to think he used the money to run for mayor of his town. <laughs> Make an ice ice hotel that didn't take <laughs> off. Was it Ice Palace or whatever? Like, yeah. So yeah, he pulls up. He walks. He walks into the house. While he's walking in, uh, Ron's addressing the staff. This is when we first meet Kyle and Constance. Constance is Jane Lynch. Kyle, uh, let me. I can't remember the actor's name, and I feel bad because he's done a bunch of things. Ryan Hansen. What is it? Ryan Hansen. Ryan Hansen, he's, I don't want to, I don't want to sound the wrong way. I would say he's like the least famous of this crew, but he's also been in a million things. So he's had a very lengthy career anyways. He's never Boy. stopped working and he was in the 2009 Friday the 13th movie. Oh, oh, is he the fucking preppy guy? He was like, yeah, get off my, my, uh, my boat. Yeah, I think, I think I that's him. what his character was. I saw that movie once in 2009 and then two minutes later, I was like, why did I watch this movie? Yeah, and then I watched great. Uh, Turtle Freddy, and then I just couldn't do it anymore. I was gonna say Turtle Freddy makes that movie look like a masterpiece. I'll say that. And they're um they're going over like some lines. I guess Kyle's an aspiring actor, and as we learn with most of this catering group, they're all kind of aspiring actors or entertainers in some fashion. Comedians, screenwriters. Yeah, so they they all exist in this world, and it, that's much like the L.A. thing, right? Like every waitress and waiter in L.A. is an actor aspiring, so. They don't actually say where they live, right? We're just to assume it's L.A.? No, I think L.A. is mentioned at some point. I don't know if it's, it is in this episode. I don't think it's actually. mentioned. I'm pretty I know sure it is. it is. I don't remember if it is in this episode or not. I know but it, it is, is, but I don't Angeles. know if it's mentioned specifically in the episode. I think I it's just the fact that they're all actors. That's yeah. what I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, we just to assume. Doesn't the bald guy, when he's insulting the suburbs, you're L.A., right? Like, oh, he might say something, yeah, he, he might in the pool. We'll find out as I go through these notes. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, if it came up. 
So yeah, they're going over these lines. Ron's obviously bothered because he's trying to get everyone ready for this party and they're kind of more consumed with this. The one thing that flagged me while they were all talking is that Kyle doesn't know the word privy. He's yeah, he privy. <laughs> that is the best way to give the character his first introduction and let you know exactly where he where his character lives, you know? <laughs> I'm not privy to that. It's so fucking funny. I also liked when Ron was like when they asked him like hey, we're running the scene. He's like, how about we run some bruschetta? And he, like, yeah. he finds that very funny and laughs at himself. This is also some of the greatest. I think Jane Lynch is like a comedic hero too, right? She's so funny. She has so much with so little in this too. Like, she just, she just pops in. That's like... yeah, so funny. She's just eating cheese and you find out that it's an ongoing problem that she steals so much cheese. A woman after my own heart. I was definitely first introduced to her in role models. Not I think forty year old virgin. Forty year old virgin oh, for me. Oh, that's yeah. right. I guess yeah. And also I think I've talked about this before, it's and you buddy. might be able you to fuck. listen to it. If you go to that listen to a movie.com website, I think you can actually just listen to the audio commentary track of all of the cast from uh Forty Year Old Virgin, like hanging out, clearly drinking, talking through the movie. And it is one of the funniest things ever. And Jane Lynch talks about, like, the Mexican, so, like, Spanish song she sings. It's so good. I'll say this. You have brought this site up a long time ago. And I thought this was insane and weird that you'll listen to a movie's audio without the visual. I will say the idea of listening to, like, a director's commentary or the cast commentary without oh, the visual. It works so well, yeah. That's doable because that's just, like, a watch-along podcast before podcasts are really a thing. Right, and that one, everybody's super funny in it, but Jane Lynch's whole thing, where she talks like her songs and everything that are all just like made up, like they're all just so fucking funny. And where you mentioned Mexican, it's a good segue, this is when Ron mentions the racial sensitivity training that he went through that he thinks would be good for all of them, and then you also have to wonder, like, why was he asked to do this? Like, what did right. he say at some point that caused him to have to do it? I like, just it's not mandatory that... training. Yeah. And... I just assume that he's a manager, and he's trying hard. I feel like this is one of those he would you do it to because do it. you yeah. did something. I, I feel like that's equal to Andy punching the wall and have to go to anger. Tra- uh, or right. even, or yeah, or it's another office one when they did the racial stuff in the office because Michael Scott, well, like, <laughs> the, the whole Rock everyone routine. had to do it, but it was really just to get it, get him to do Michael it. Michael did the Chris Rock routine, yeah. <laughs> and um, he's like, you know what, Mexican, not offensive. <laughs> he's like, he thought that was like a racial term. Like you get these characters right away. And right around here is when they're also talking about how he made the option. He lets them know that they could put out a tip jar. And they're all like, you would think in theory that that's a good thing. But I guess like the option is you either get a $20 guarantee or you split the tips. And they're all like, what did you do that for? Like we had guaranteed money. And he's like, you know, he's like, no, like we have to bet on ourselves. And you think 20 is such a low bar for an open like bar party, like or whatever, like. That should easily be made back. I was going to say, it depends where they put said tip jar. If the tip jar is on the bar, they're going to make a fortune. Right. That's true. Yeah. If you just leave it in the hallway. (laughs) I like that, too. You're not going to go in there and give a dollar a drink. You're going to go drop, like, especially if you're, like, a a rich person, you're going to throw, like, 50 bucks in there and be like, hey, this is for the whole night. Keep them coming. You know what I mean? It's open bar. Uh, I don't know about that. I've I've worked in some of these places in, in this particular setting. Not Have we really. talked about how Ferg did this job? Not yet. I was actually I like, I kept thinking about bringing it up, but I couldn't figure <laughs> out when the right time to bring it up was. I wasn't a server or anything. I was in the back. You're the one eating all the cheese. <laughs> I was <laughs> eating all the cheese and 
and desserts. <laughs> hey, I love farts. Hey, fart. Jay, Jay, Jay's a big fart guy now. Welcome to Team Fart. Now I'm all alone on my island. Yep. Uh, team come forever. <laughs> uh, to those of you who are new listening to us, actually, this is like the one episode where you can be new and hear us for the first time and not be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, the show is like <laughs> such a mildly offensive thing that you can just yeah. kind of go for whatever we're usually I feel like our, our humors take a, a similar path. But We just mentioned that Ferg did that, but Gordo, you said you did that too. Did you do a lot of bartending at these events? I didn't do bartending. I always cooked um at these types of events uh i i rarely did house parties that seems um, uncomfortable what about house party too n- oh. no <laughs> you beat uh-huh. me to it <laughs> no i actually <laughs> funny thing i did a private wedding once and i had to impersonate nick <laughs> what? so Why? our friend had a a catering her friend's family had a me? cater yes um You'll know who who I'm talking about. I don't want to say his name. Um, but his family has a catering company, or his family are all a bunch of chefs. And they said, oh, Nick is going to come with me to go and be a server. And Nick couldn't make it for whatever reason. So this person asked me. Um, and and it's also possible that I couldn't make it because I was never told about it. This is all new to me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what, what he told me was that, Nick is supposed to work it. Um, Nick can't work it, so you're going to impersonate Nick. So I went around for an entire wedding with everybody calling me Nick. For some reason, I don't know why this kid wouldn't just tell his family that Nick couldn't make it, but I got a friend, which blew up at the end because his uncle, um, who was a chef upstairs from the commercial kitchen I worked at, knew me. (laughs) <laughs> and knew my name wasn't Nick, so he done fucked up. Uh, but that was a weird thing that happened. Is this was a sitcom first... plot? You had trying yeah. to no, I two sh- different people at a party. I One person swear knows to you. God, Gordo's also on a date with two different girls at both parties too. I did not. <laughs> that was he... the first time too. Gordo ever made chef sound like an insult. You're like his fucking family was a bunch of fucking chefs. I was like, whoa, I, <laughs> I was a fucking knives away, buddy. Well, I was did, a chef. Did you go home that night and split your room in half with your brother? <laughs> you stay on your side. I'll stay on mine. I just don't. The sitcom trip, Gordon. So, the, you know, one of the things I don't understand is Nick doesn't have a background in catering. Like the family's like, oh, good thing it's Nick. Nick knows what he's doing if it's catering. <laughs> I have like, no yeah. idea. Wait, this well, must have been like 2006. You it both worked at been. the airport though with the catering stuff. Right? Yeah, I mean, I do. I I briefly have food service. Um, experience, if you want to call it that. But most of that experience was you guys stealing giant steaming trays of lamb and bringing them back <laughs> no, to... No, we weren't stealing. Liver. We were stopping them from being thrown in the garbage. Which I, I mean, appreciate, true. too. We yeah. put them to better use. And I was ordering large bottles of liquor that just happened to be one extra. That's oh, the that, place Now that's need. stealing. That's not stealing. <laughs> yeah, but it was delicious stealing. That was a bunch of shithead 20-year-olds being like, we're getting drunk on Woodford Reserve. <laughs> like, <laughs> stuff that we had no right to be drinking. I was going to say, guys... Woodford Reserve isn't bad. I thought you were saying it negatively. I was like, it's not bad No, at all. I, I love Woodford Reserve. I think the reason I love it is because we used to drink it so much when we were normally buying Thompson's. So, to cut back into this, uh, during the speech is when Henry walks in and Ron introduces him to everybody. Kind of tells everyone, like, oh, like, basically, like, big star, and now he's back here working with us. 
And this is the first indication that, you know, he was in something before this. Like, we don't know what his past is. And at this point, you don't know if they're going to tell you or not. But I didn't think we were actually going to get a reveal this episode. I thought they were going to, like, prolong it. But do you guys take that as, like, passive aggressive? And he's like, oh, he used to be a big star. Now he's here with us. Like, I don't from Ron. I wasn't yeah. sure. Like I said, I'm not familiar with the show. So I, I can see the sure. argument either way because Ron's also very proud as to like where he's risen in the catering business. And it's almost like while you wasted your time out in Hollywood, like I was like working up the ranks in catering and look at me now, like assistant manager. I think <laughs> proud know? of being that he's higher up now, but also not trying to shit on. I think he's more so self-centered that he's, trying to be more like building himself up than knocking Adam Scott down. Because one thing that's like very clear early in this episode is like Ron takes this job incredibly serious. Like he sees this as a real opportunity for him. What's like, it's just, what's funny about that is he takes it so seriously, but he also sucks at it. Right. Like he's not good at the job and he still is like, like balls deep in how much he, needs to be uh good at it it's like why don't you try being good at it first and then forcing other people to be good at it because you can't lead by example if you're the biggest fuck up in the room i wouldn't he, say but his fuck ups are, 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 are yeah and his fuck ups are more unintentional where everyone else just doesn't give a fuck so it's like it's a different thing he cares too much that's yeah that's true too actually yeah, he's yeah. not necessarily bad at his job he's just surrounded by people who don't care and they set him up to fail and he can't help himself but fail well, i mean like when he's juggling the mixer well in fairness the reason there was a spill <laughs> we'll get into that later but that was not to be fair yeah he's actually very good at that yeah he was, he was, he was impressive i don't know why he wanted to show kids but we'll talk about that later um you know so kids love the movie cocktail at this point, he sidebars with Henry because he wants to talk to him. Because Henry's shirt, I wouldn't have noticed until it was called out. But Henry's shirt, like, does look like he he got it out of the back of his car and just put it on real quick. It's like all wrinkled. He told him specifically that it was to be a crisp white shirt that he put on, and uh, luckily he has one that he keeps in the in the van as like a spare. Which, like a lot of things in this episode, comes into play later. I wouldn't have thought this would have meant anything, but it does. It's so subtle, too, because when they cut back to him, Adam Scott looks so funny wearing Ken Marino's shirt. Like, it, they're just <laughs> like different sized yeah, enough yeah. that it's, like, it's like subtle a... funny. And after this scene, we get the quick title screen. There isn't much to it. Like, brief jingle, uh, just a title screen. I'm, we've talked about this before. I'm okay with it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. No. Especially with a 28-minute show. Like, you don't want to be in the title screen for That's more than why. 10 seconds. A show yeah. this long, I don't want another minute. I don't want it to hit the full 30. Um, this is a show that could have had, like, a more proper intro, and it would work. It's, like, the right vibe of a show that they could have did something good with it, but they would have It's also a show that does the um, end credit stinger, too. So, like, they even give you more after, like, during the credits, so you really can't add anything to make it even longer. So... After that, we get to we're back in like the living room area, and Henry's got this little bar set up, like the the you know the bar cart, and he's prepping for the party, and he's cutting limes, and that's when Ron walks in, and he's like talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, a little rusty, huh?" And as they're talking, like Ron's just trying to go over some stuff with him, but like he can't like get past the fact that he doesn't like how these limes are being cut, and like has to interject and like get in and like start like doing it himself. I cut a lot of limes. I've never been a bartender or anything. We just use a lot of limes. I have one of those cool, like, lime squeezer guys. Because we cook a lot of Mexican food, right? And, like, you use it for, like, the chicken and everything. And I love 
put a couple pieces of lime in a soda water. It was a very refreshing drink. I've never, ever thought about cutting them any specific way. It's just like you cut it in half and then you cut it against the... Well, there's two there ways way. you want to cut it. So there's one way if it's going to be a like a like a cup garnish, if you want to like wedge it onto the cup. Right. Well, garnish another is way, different, yeah. Another way if you want to put it in like a Corona bottle. Like they, they can't be too big or wide, otherwise they're not going to fit in the bottle and stuff like that. But no, I, I think what Ken's contention with it is just display like displayability because they're going to be in that little thing and he just wants them all to look the same and i don't think adam scott's character is doing a good job of that in this conversation too is when we talked about it earlier this is all about um ron's dream to eventually own a soup and soup super crackers soup are crackers super crackers franchise which uh henry's like the all you can eat salad place he's like and soup they're known for soup and like just his (laughs) delivery there like i really liked because um, that's when you can tell, like, what a serious dream of it, of this, like, uh, it really is for him. So I guess that would be, like, a in a real-life scenario, close to, like, a Panera, maybe? Yeah. Like, a yeah, place you I can go to where I, there's, like, ten soups all every day and salad and bread. In my head, it was, like, trashier than a Panera, right? Like, it, in my head, I'm, like, I, yeah. the soup and salad comparison, This what you're saying makes the most sense. But I'm thinking... What if Golden Corral made their own Panera, you know? I was just thinking the Golden Corral of Panera Bread. I was thinking if Panera Breads were inside of gas stations the way Subways are, that would also be a good, probably, version of it. You know, this might be controversial, but I think Panera Bread is extremely overrated. No, Me they too. are now. They, I would say even five years ago, they were leaps better than they are now. They, I think they went through, like, a big, um, like, change, like, on uh, the corporate level and they just gave up on quality entirely like cuz now they're they're literally just like 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 hospital cafeteria sandwiches there's nothing to them at all all i know is they've I always the mac been and like cheese that, and it was cold i don't like cold mac and cheese yeah i mean i still like the broccoli cheddar soup i mean but that's kind of it is to still good up. when you say they went through the change when you say they went through the minestrone no one laughed yeah no that was bad it was Did Gordo pass funny. that one to you? It was funny. Gordo didn't get it. That's why he didn't laugh. No, I got it. It just wasn't funny. Oh, really? What's it about? Menopause. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Your damn it was so genuine. <laughs> I thought I had him. He lies so much. He lies so much. I also want to bring up that Ron also displays that out of everyone on Earth, he ranks dead last in Yoda impressions. His Yoda impression, which is just... um. Does he Kermit a little bit there, I think? I think that was on purpose. I think that's just the character. I guess it's, it probably is, yeah, it's probably the character choice of the actor to do a shitty impression. But it's, it's, hard to it, fuck, it's hard to fuck up Yoda, and I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think you can do it unless you do it on purpose. Well, anytime you do a Yoda impression and you don't flip the sentence and you say it just normal it's going it to sounds sound... weird yeah. right yeah. yeah you have to know to flip the, and I, the words. I think that's the character he's corny and doesn't understand and fucks it up and uh this is also when casey walks in for the first time plays by played by lizzie kaplan we talked about her a little bit earlier uh mean girls you brought up mean girls earlier i i think that's the first time i was introduced to her mean what girls the first time the i first. was introduced she's to her also sure. in um, hot tub time machine yep she's in joe's favorite show she's in ferg's favorite movie my favorite movie cloverfield Ugh. 
<laughs> no, she's great in though. Um, Masters of Sex, which is an amazing, amazing show that she was in for a while. And then um, I don't know if you guys watched any of the Castle Rock show, the Stephen King anthology series. No, they do a whole season where she's young Annie from Misery, and it's she's fucking great in that. Oh, that's interesting. She's also in New Girl, your favorite show, Joe. Boy, do I love Lizzie Kaplan, and boy, do I hate the show New Girl. Ferg, do I? Did you used to? I don't know if you still do. Did you not like Lizzie Kaplan? I am not a fan. I thought so. Weird. Why? Because he I hates. Don't like her. <laughs> so many. She's someone who like I don't know like. Again, Mean Girls was probably the first time I was introduced to her. Didn't have any strong opinions of her from that. Um, definitely, like, as the more I, I've seen her in other roles, have developed a bit of a crush on her, if I'm being fully transparent. I mean, she's I a liked, babe for sure. I liked her in this. And um, in New Girl, she gets in, in between Nick and Jess dating, which makes me hate her more. <laughs> it makes me hate you more that you hate her because she breaks a plot point in New Girl for you. That's a character, oh. yeah. I'm sorry that that show is that good that it affected me. I'll say this. In fairness, it took me years to stop hating Bradley Cooper after seeing Wedding Crashes. <laughs> I mean, that is a great dick role movie. So, um, but to get anyway, uh, back into this, she walks into the room and she's on the phone uh, with her. We, we find out later is her husband. And in like literally just as she's walking in, she's not like she just got there. And Ron's pissed because that's personal business on company time. And this is like her second offense. So now she's on final warning. As he's telling her that, he, uh, she's like, hey, who's that? Like referring to Henry's at the bar. What happened to Sage? And he's like, oh, Sage was caught doing that thing. So we had to let him go. And then says, this is Henry. And she's like, wait. So just so we're clear, Sage got five warnings for masturbating in closets. And I'm on last warning already, even though I've only been late <laughs> two times. Sage should have been fired earlier for being a guy named Sage. Just saying. <laughs> Do we ever meet Sage? Does that character ever no. return? I don't know. No, you don't. But do you trust people like that? Like, okay, I, we none of us are at that any point. Closet masturbators? No, not typically. No, not particularly. <laughs> Without no. belts around their neck? Having, like, I wouldn't want people randomly in my house like that. You're going to be like, I mean, we, we're never at that well, level. Well, yeah, and... Joe. <laughs> He's going to masturbate in your closet. Of course you don't want him in your house. <laughs> Say it like it's a controversial take. <laughs> I, know, I know you guys would typically want him over for dinner, but me... Call me wacky. I don't want this guy in my home. The funny thing is my closet, because we had to have like a second closet because you only have one in the room or whatever, is one of those like, it's an external thing with shelves in it. So like, he'd have to really work himself in there to do it. <laughs> but no, what I meant was I try my best to not have situations where people are in my house masturbating in my closet because it's weird to let strangers into your house in general and, and mass to be able to roam free. Well, yeah. So, I mean, these are the extreme situations where you're hosting parties and you have hired help, which yeah. isn't the norm. But there's not I don't think any of us will ever the... be at that level. But no, but yeah, any... I, yeah, I don't think any of us are going to be at the level where it's we not have a like house big a enough. Millionaire only thing. Like you, it's not like totally out of the realm. I don't think these people are millionaires. I think that they're just. I'm like saying it's up not a millionaire thing. I don't think it has to be. No, no, no. Uh, I just think they do they do well for themselves, and they've got more money than we all do, though. And I'll say as far as, like, having a stranger randomly masturbating in your house, like, yes, it could be the caterer, but it could also be the cable guy. 
you know what I mean? Or the electrician that you have. Oh, sure, yeah. Somebody comes in to work on the plumbing or something. You never know. And they're working There's... on the pipes, all right. I mean, it could be your old neighbor that you're going to come in and have fix your outlet. I hope not. I mean, I did have two fence guys come in, and both of them clogged a toilet, so that was fun. Jizz? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. yeah, Team Poopy come. That was a double joke. <laughs> Nobody's on Team Poopy come. Oh. <laughs> Certainly not me. <laughs> As Casey's uh, meeting Henry for the first time, she's like, oh, going for your own look, I see. We talked earlier. He's wearing Ron's shirt, so it's a little baggy on him. He's like, yeah. I didn't even notice that at first. It's well, very it's, subtle. It's, it's subtle. very subtle. It's, it's not his size shirt. You can but see it's not... in the sleeves. Ron isn't anybody. Andre the Giant either. You know what I mean? He's just a lot bigger. It looks like Andre the Giant's shirt, though, yeah. Well, on him because it's a couple sizes too big. He's but, a big dude, though. He's not small. That's yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, I like I said, it's a couple sizes up for him. So I think about the shirt like that though, too, because it cuffs tight. It always makes it look funnier, right? Because it's gonna be tight at the bottom, and then it flows out even more because of that. Yeah, and I guess I yeah. didn't want to get into another tangent, but because <laughs> we had a lot of episode to cover. But um, as a man who fluctuates in weight a ton, and I think I might have mentioned this before. My neck doesn't change too much. So even though like I can swing a hundred pounds, like nobody else on earth, uh, my neck size is about the same. So like my shirt size is always like, are you sure about that? You might just not realize it. It goes down a bit like, but not a lot. Like I've been fitted for shirts. Like when I was a lot thinner and my neck was a certain size and it it doesn't go up by much um, when I go up. So like a thinner version of me ends up having to buy shirts that are a lot looser than I'd like because I have this thick neck. <laughs> thick neck. Thick neck. I just fell all over neck. <laughs> but anyways, as she brings up the shirt, Henry goes, yeah, I thought I'd go for a helpful gay pirate kind of thing. <laughs> She's like, you don't look helpful. Ron's getting really nervous. He's like, okay, like, you know, I'm not, but some people really, you know, you don't know who might be, Know, referring to the gay thing, but a pirate? It's like a pirate, helpful. And he's like <laughs> gay. <laughs> he's, like, so, he's like afraid to even just say it. I do love though that uh, Adam Scott, Lizzie Kaplan are like so symbiotic immediately. Yeah, they hit it off. Yeah, like they have the exact same sense of humor, and they both know how to fuck with Ron. Right there, I got the will they won't they. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, for sure. I think so. I mean, they throw the curveball at you. We'll get into it. But I think you are to expect them to get together at some point. Even with the curveball, you definitely get it. And having not seen the show up until now, but knowing a little bit about it and knowing that she wasn't in season three, I was already like, ah, oh, that sucks. She does pop in, though. I, I saw that. Uh, I was doing a little reading. It made me mad, though. I will say this for the producers of season three the reason she wasn't in it is because like she had like a different commitment and they had to film without her for most of it to which i said you couldn't have waited a little longer if you wait 10 years to make (laughs) the next season right you can't wait what six more months right like why not just do it 11 and get everybody if you could i never understood that in fairness and i don't know i wasn't in the room everybody is way more popular now than when That's the show true. first came on. And yeah. they all, busy, all I'm sure, are yeah. constantly working. So maybe this was like the only time they could get 
ev- almost everybody. Honestly, when you think about the rest of the well, no, I was gonna say when you think about the rest of the cast, but there's a few new people in the new seasons. But uh, she's probably lower on the totem pole as far as importance. You know, like <clears throat> excuse me, not as far as how important she is, but like. How busy she is versus how important she is. You know what I mean? Like Adam Scott and um, Ken Marino and them are probably going to take priority over when they're available and when they can film as opposed to, you know, Lizzie Kaplan. I'm sure there was a short list of like absolutely has to be in it. And then the rest are all kind of like. Right. Even though they're all popular, like I'm sure you really were like, okay, we need Ron and we need Henry. And like those two have to be there, and then the rest, if we can get most of them, whatever combination we get, will be fill out people when you can. Pop they're in all one episode popular, the but they're not. None of them are stars, like like starring roles. Well, Adam Scott. I mean, what what does he start in as like the main character other than this? Ghosted. Case in point. I mean, I really we all really like Ghosted. Yeah, I love Ghosted. We love Ghosted. This Another show that I'm like, exists? how dare you no. not make a second second season? I don't think he's ever tried to be the big guy, the, the main I'm not, guy. I'm though. not saying. I'm just saying, like, like a starring role would be hard to get. But th- none of them are all like mainstream got people that they'd be that difficult to all get. Jane Lynch. She doesn't really star in a lot of things. She usually is like. I mean, Glee was big. But in the next scene, I I wanted to glance past it because I don't want to get too detail heavy. But it so many things have little callbacks. Um. We see Kyle walk by with like a tray of food and um, it's one of the hors d'oeuvres of the party. And it's like little fried chickens. And it's important to mention that it's one of the hors d'oeuvres because it does come back into play later on. Yeah. But boy, does it. This is also where we meet like both owners. So we already met the the wife, but now we see the husband as well. And that's, uh, as you said earlier, the guy from Just Shoot Me. And I wish I had his name written down, but I don't. Enrico Colantone. There you go. He it's just weird it. not to say that in that accent. I don't know why. And it's also weird to say it in that accent. <laughs> so here we are. If you do, damned if you don't. Um, but yeah, he's been in a million things. But we're already seeing the dynamic between this couple in the scene. He's like, he's the drag along husband. Like he's just here to pay the bills at this point. But he's miserable. He's henpecked and he doesn't. He wants nothing to do with this party. But to her, it's a big event, and she cares about it. And he's not even dressed, and people are about to walk in and. All that kind of stuff. He owns pleated shorts. That's when you know your life has taken a turn for the not so great. When you're sh- you have shorts and they are pleated. I would say more importantly, she owns pleated shorts that she makes him wear. You know, right? It's like, yeah. You know, he's yeah. forced into pleated shorts. He has very little control of his own life, and I like that. Um, she the wife asks, "Hey, are you guys going to be filming the party?" And they pull out the camcorder, and I was trying to get a vibe for. 2009 was this like time appropriate technology i feel like we're just starting to get past it but i guess it's still kind of relevant to have a camcorder like that i think for i mean 2009 we're probably gonna be like just the very first iphones this is what like a catering company would probably have on hand right like because you do like events and you offer these other things and you have probably five-year-old technology to do it I mean, so like the like say 2012 is when like you're getting newer iPhones and the Galaxies and Samsung and stuff still weren't great cameras though. Like now we're That's getting true. into their better cameras than they are anything else. But back then, yeah, I'd say probably you would still justify using a camcorder in like 2015 even. Yeah, and those were the ones that had like yeah. the memory sticks on them. It wasn't like you were using a physical tape anymore on those. 
we cut to Roman and he's setting up the DJ booth and he notices like the owner of the house is their daughter. And he clearly has like this thing for her. And Kyle walks up to him and is like, go for it, man. Like in the moment where he's telling him to go for it, notices that like, she's kind of looking back at him, looking back at Kyle. So Kyle's like, Oh, she's into me. And like heads over. She's actually, um, she's the daughter in that show, the middle, which we haven't covered yet. Yeah. And, was it, is it just me or did she seem like substantially younger than them? Yes. I was just going to so say, I looked her up. Yeah. She's 18 in real life here, but she's obviously meant to be under 18. I, so character. I was very conflicted, right? And I don't know the ages of the characters. All over 18. Kyle talking to her didn't seem as creepy as Roman seeming to having a thing for her. Like Roman comes off as older. They both come off as plus 21. Yeah. So either way, it's weird because I got like a 16, 15 year old vibe from her. I mean, you see her room, you see where she lives. Also, if you want to talk about how nice of a house it is, she has her own bathroom in that house. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought the reveal would be at the end that she's young. There was definitely room to have that happen. But yeah, they didn't. They didn't. I mean, spoiler, they didn't go that route. And I do want to, like, eventually do uh, the middle. But I almost feel like this is weird. It's not a spinoff. It's not the same show. But I feel like you have to do Malcolm in the middle before you can do the middle. Yeah, you know, I thought about picking uh, the middle. And then I remembered, I thought that Mal- it was a spinoff of Malcolm in the middle. No, it's no, just that, like, the formula was, like, so similar. And, like, the character dynamics were really similar. And the fact but that I was, it was actually, called The Middle was like the yeah. real That's one of those shows we bring up so often. Like, I'm going to be really sad the day that somebody actually picks Bob versus Abishola because <laughs> it's just come up so much that Not once versus, you... This isn't Street Fighter. Bob no, Bob but Bob. it's you can't use it the same way anymore once it's gone, you know? Well, oh, I said versus Bob versus Abishola. That's the divorce season. That's a totally different season of that show. <laughs> That'll be, uh, what is it? What, what are we going on? Our third year? anniversary yeah maybe that'll be a three-year bob hart abishola it keeps popping up because now that i have paramount plus like we talked about earlier every fucking day i go to watch something and it's like do you want to watch bob hart's abishola and like i look at my wife and i'm like i kind of fucking want to watch it i don't know i mean it's not a i mean you should just watch it i think it's gonna be i think it's one of those shows that like wait gordo has seen bob hart abishola i've actually seen the pilot episode does that surprise you at all, Nick? Does that yes, surprise you at all that he's does. never seen anything, but he's seen that show? For uh, some reason, I that makes way too much it sense. Like that, it's not super. My but... mother watched it. I mean, we can get into the. I know my mom also enjoys that show, but we we have plenty more to talk about this show. But we, we, I don't want to run too long, so we will talk about all those other shows, I guess, as we cover them. And the next thing we see here was I wanted to call back earlier. There's a point where. Ron's walking by and he bumps into like this party goer and drops, you know, what was in his plate. So as he goes to pick it up, he's like, oh, sorry, my bad. And then he says, hey, Constance, will you grab this man some fried chip? And realizes that the guy's black and he doesn't want to yell to get him some fried chicken. Just get him some more hors d'oeuvres, please. Hors <laughs> that uh, aren't chicken. Appetizers that he says not shrimp, <laughs> right? Yeah, he says it's not, not shrimp. shrimp, yeah. So they must only have shrimp and chicken. So it's shrimp and chicken. Yeah, he's trying Surf to turf. say like, yeah, to, he's trying to tell her to get the chicken without saying get the chicken. The fact that they build this up to such a crescendo is just 
I thought this was funny. The, wow. When they call yeah. back to this joke later, boom. Man, it is it is epic, yeah. Uh, now we're outside, and we, we kind of see the, the party being taped a little bit. When we see all the kids, and Constance runs up with, like, two squirt guns doing the Scarface thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, so fucking out of nowhere. But yeah. Oh, I, it's I so fucking good. She's so funny. And uh, we get to the, the, the owner of the house, the male owner of the house. And he's talking to, like, just one of the guys at the party who's just, like, going on this, like, long, I feel like, um, I don't know, closest to Gordo, right? Just talking about weird dog breeds. <laughs> he was talking about doodles. Yeah, so. Again, there it is. Yeah, Jay, you are correct, sir. Listen, just because I own a doodle does not mean that I. Well, do you I, have I, a, a Labradoodle or a Golden Retrudel? No, I have a Bernadoodle. Part Bernese Mountain Dog, part Poodle. You know, because all those poodles that were made for climbing mountains. Those tiny little legs. No, no. I mean, she, dude, she she can climb up a mountain like the best of them. Look, I've met your dog a few times. Your dog Uh, could be fine in those situations. I have pictures. Would you like me to submit a picture of me on top of a mountain holding my doodle? And you can put it on the Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Homer. I that that I also have that too. You can repost that. Sure. Hey Homer, I can see your doodle. I yeah, don't think we want to post that. nude pictures of you, Gordo. I don't think well, it's gonna help uh, the... Keep an eye out for our Instagram. That's when he won't pod. But anyways, um this conversation is not entertaining this guy at all. Uh he wants out of there, so he sneaks over to the the bar area which which uh Henry's um in charge of and he's like, Oh beer me. And Henry's like, also, oh, you see Henry take a shot real quick, too. Oh, I didn't catch that, actually. Henry um, sneaks a shot as he's walking over. Henry's like, I take it you're a regular. And he like points to the, the like the family photo that's behind them. <laughs> he's like, Which I feel like that was like an actual good bartender comment. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would say it was a funny little kind of like quick quip, you know. Once uh, he gets those tips. He's, he's like, I don't know who they are, but they're killing my buzz. And this was like one of the first like, you look familiar. Are you an actor? He's like, nah, just one of those faces. He walks off right as Roman walks up, and we get that whole Repo Man conversation. I feel like, Joe, you really appreciated this. The yeah, I actually brought out, I have my Repo Man koozie, but it doesn't fit the can very well. So, yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time. So, yeah, there, I mean, I guess this is good, right? He was, I think Roman's trying to bond with him. He's like, we're yeah, probably Roman's, the only two people who get this. He's trying to bond with them, and I think... He's like putting a lifeline out there, and then when he understands it, then he's really trying to bond with them. Yeah, it's almost like a it was like a test, right? Like, yeah. I, I think this guy and I might have a connection, and if if he knows this line, then like I know like we might be buds. Have you guys seen? I know Jay, you have, but Nick and Gordo, have you seen Repo, Repo Man before? Yeah, I've seen Repo Man. Nick, have you Barry seen Dorso, great wrestler. I think the last time I saw Repo Man, we were probably in high school. I was going to say, it would probably be even earlier for me. So. Yeah, it was, and watching it together somewhere. I'm uh, sure we all watched it together I have somewhere, very, yeah. very uh, slight recollection of Repo Man. It and still holds up very well. It, it, early enough that my memory is, is very, very fuzzy, and I would probably appreciate it a lot more now yeah. than I would have back then. Yeah, I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, the satire of that movie definitely hits better when you're older. Like, you don't kind of get it. It's just like a fun movie as a kid. And then as an adult, you're like, oh, this is way deeper and funnier than I thought it was. This is when Kyle walks up and he has a couple orders. They're they're kind of like 
I don't know. He brings it up again. And obviously like, like we said, like him throwing that out to Henry was more to like, see if he's on the level. And I feel like he's throwing this line out with Kyle around to prove that Kyle isn't. So he does the ordinary fucking people thing again. It's like, I know that movie. The guy's brother drowns. I never saw the movie ordinary people. So I didn't get that. (laughs) Me either. If they didn't say that that was a movie, I wouldn't have got it at all. It's a weird. Did you see Repo Man? It's a weird dark. A million years ago. Oh. Ordinary people is like a weird, dark Robert Redford movie where like a guy's brother commits suicide, and it's it's just like a. It's weird that he would see that movie and not know Repo Man. You know what I mean? And these two are going back and forth now, Kyle and in a, Roman a little bit, and it's just kind of, I don't know. They live in that. They live in the same world, right? Like entertainers, like actor writers, but like they just, they, you know, not close enough, and you just know, two very different worlds. It's kind of like Silicon Valley, how he also is at war with, um, is it Dinesh? Yeah, but who's, like, also low-key his best friend, though? Yeah. Yeah. And Jin Yang. Yes. When, <laughs> Jin, when Jin Yang? Yang when Jin Yang puts himself saying, fuck you, on the refrigerator, <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest moments in television history. What's his, his name's Jimmy, um... He's Jimmy a comedian. Wang Yang. He's super funny. Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah, he's yeah. a really funny comedian too. Actually, Jimmy Wang Yang was a pro wrestler. Wrestler. I'm a redneck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's been a long time since I thought of that. <laughs> uh, we do find out in this exchange between the two that Roman's like, uh, he wrote a script. He's like, because Kyle's like, I don't know. He's getting on like, oh, like you think you're all high and mighty because you wrote the script about worms. He's like, wormholes. You ever hear? <laughs> you ever heard of physics hard but sci-fi I, but i feel like that's almost one of those things where it kind of like put roman at the level too because that's not like the that cool either so it's <laughs> like it, it kind of gave kyle a little bit of a leg up so he's not just getting dumped on the whole time no i get it if somebody was like i love repo man you'd be like yeah that's a great movie that i know people of all different types of backgrounds really enjoy it's like i wrote a movie about wormholes you're like you have just entered into a very different phase here now yeah, yeah. that's when like all those people that were on your side go cool <laughs> oh wormhole is awesome <laughs> one thing too they do talk about is that he is working he's getting cast in a movie called the palisades obviously it's a fake movie but i was like that's such a good name for a movie they have to have made something and if you look it up there is a 2022 movie called the palisades that is about the subtleties of female friendship and i do not think that he has been cast in that movie most likely not and not especially when you heard his accents and stuff but um Ron walks up and he's like kind of breaking up. He sees all the employees just chatting at this point. So he's trying to get everyone back to work. And as everyone's kind of dispersing, uh, one of them asks like, oh, you want me to like haul this trash out in the street? He's like, no, there's a compactor in the kitchen. Like they can have one of their Mexicans take it out in the morning. <laughs> so it's he, such a fucking great subtle callback so to his earlier thing. Yeah. He, he went to this racial sensitivity thing. He finds out that Mexican is not, a racial term <laughs> but doesn't understand that it's still not okay to just say one of the mexicans will take care of it <laughs> like, yeah no he like the, <laughs> he might need to go yeah. back yeah, it's funny that like a word context. can be not racist unless you put emphasis on it a certain way or say it a certain way you know what i mean like it's such an interesting thing about the english language uh so after that when everyone leaves the bar a woman walks up and this is the office reference. It's like, that's Elizabeth the stripper. She like appeared in the office three different times. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Yes. You might know her as a nurse. <laughs> She's out of <laughs> Oh, you went back to school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I, she made the finale too when when uh, he's ordering. Yeah. He's trying to order like the olive loaf or whatever it was for the for the table, and she's trying Just to dance. doesn't get it. And um, she she's trying to order a white wine, and she's very flirty as soon as she sees Henry. And she, she's like the next one to be like, I know you, like you look familiar. He just won't acknowledge why everyone seems to recognize him. And when she walks off, Kyle's like, Milf action. It's like, that's the only real perk of the job. <laughs> Milf action. Nice. I love saying nice after something sexual is so much funnier than not saying yeah. nice after something sexual. And uh, he gets into uh, Kyle hypes himself up. This is when he's telling Henry that he's an actor. And also, um, have you heard of Karma Rocket? That's my band. And he goes, I do some modeling stuff too. And Henry's like, so you're like in the overall handsome business? He's like, yeah. <laughs> it is fun to be like, uh-huh. Yeah, I understand exactly where I'm at right now. And he's trying to ask um, Henry if he's also in uh, in acting. And he's like, uh, no, not really. He's like, who's your agent? He goes, State Farm? He's like, awesome. They give you some good auditions and stuff? <laughs> he's so <laughs> dumb. He's so dumb. I was like, oh, I've been bartending. He's like, oh, awesome. Where? Like, yeah. it's just, it's sweet and stupid at the same I, time. So I, I wanted to defend that one. For all the dumb things he said, I felt like that could have been justified because it's this dude's first day on the job. And there's a high chance that people who work this job have other jobs. So it I mean, was that's very true, possible right. that he was a bartender. Sure. So I'll give him credit for that one. But. I did, I did like the way that, that that conversation rolled. I'll say this. He's dumb, but he's on that line of, like, it's okay. He's not that too dumb to function dumb that I hate on these shows. Like, how did you get dressed in the morning dumb? Right. Right, yeah. And I will say, I want to add this. We've talked about a million different merch things. And we talked about when we did um, uh, Free Spirit. There was that, um, the band Pond Scum. It will happen. Uh, I think that we need to make just a line, like a whole line that's just dedicated to fake bands from like obscure references and like not even like the popular ones. Forget the Wild Stallions and the Lone Rangers. We need to make Pond Scum. We can we do those make, too, though. We could do those as well. Um, we probably need to do those to flush. I was going to say, you don't really want to pigeon your whole, pigeonhole yourself. In but the, then oh, if you want to go with like, TV bands too, there's tons of them. Karma Jesse Rocket, and the Rippers. There needs yeah. to be a Karma Pain. Rocket shirt too then. What about the, the pun? What about the pun scum karma rocket world tour? Well, there's going to be a pun scum, but I think maybe not lump it all together. But man, if they tour together, in... can you imagine? If we do movies too, we have to obviously put in the Jolly Green Giants and the Shitty Beatles. Shitty Beatles is death. So it's not just a clever name. <laughs> so it's suck. not just the Beatles after 1965. So um, the next scene, we cut to Henry outside. He's having a cigarette, and Casey walks by on the phone. And you do hear hear her mention, like, what would I do in Burlington, like, during that conversation? But she's clearly arguing with someone. And that Burlington thing, I think, should be noted, because that's another one of those, you wouldn't have flagged it in the moment, but it makes sense down the road. Also, if any, anybody's not been to Burlington before, Burlington's, like, a pretty hip, big town. Like, it does make it sense big. for what she's saying. When you call it big. It's a, it's a town where stuff's happening. It's an all-college town where, like, that happens and that would make sense for her to do a residency there. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, it does, but it's... Don't, it's not don't, big. No, it's a small town. I mean, you can walk through the city part of it in 10 minutes, but it's full of 
10,000 people because there's like three colleges there. Burlington's nice. I like it there. Yeah, Burlington's Yeah, no, really cool. I like it. It's nice, but... You guys ever walk on Lake Champlain? Uh, no. When it's frozen? I... Yeah. No. No, when I've it's only been water, there in the summertime. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's really cool. No, I pooped in the outhouse, though, by it. Okay. That's what you're supposed to do in them. Yeah. That's what they're I mean, for. I guess that's accurate, yeah. There's also probably, I mean, 50 bathrooms you could have used at the like storefronts ones, yeah. and restaurants. <laughs> From Boston, if you guys ever are going to Canada and you want to drive just to do like a nice drive, the way up through Vermont and Lake Champlain is probably one of the prettiest drives to get to Montreal. Yeah, you can. What is it across Lake Champlain? Is is that upstate New York or is that Canada? You go upstate New York into you Vermont, upstate New York to Vermont to you cross over about an hour south of Montreal. I think is that an option when you're doing like Google Maps? Like you could select the less tolls road and then the prettiest roads. (laughs) I mean, I think if you, I think you have to just like pick a place in there first and then you make the second destination i don't think pretty is an option so uh another thing i want to mention while she's on the phone too is you hear her saying like mike do not come here like it's kind of how that phone call closes and when she hangs up she's crossing paths with henry and they're talking outside and she's like saying like hey like i know i don't really know you but can you help me out with something and he's like boyfriend trouble and that's when she corrects him and says husband trouble so now we've already have this kind of will they won't they vibe between the two, but we find out she's like full on married already. But to a psycho who's calling yes. her we're and showing up at her work multiple times. We've we've been introduced to this character twice so far, both times over the phone, but he's already not likable, right? Because all they do is argue. Yeah. So we already we already seen chemistry between these two, but we know that she's not meant to be with her husband. So all that framework is like falling into place. Maybe the husband's not wrong, though. She's already flirting with this other guy. Maybe she sucks. That is a good point. But one led to the other. You would, you can imagine that if their relationship was better, that she wouldn't be flirting, right? Yeah. But even in a situation like that, it's better to just cut ties than to, like, show up at somebody's work. That's and also, oh, yeah, I that's will crazy. say, at this point, I wouldn't say the two of them are really flirting. I just think they are having a natural connection to one another, but no one's really crossing any lines. No, they just have good chemistry. But there is... I think there's the the germ is being planted in both their heads. Yeah, but like I wouldn't say like even much flirting has happened if anything at this point. No, I mean it's not it's not out and out and out flirting, I don't think, no. And No, I would consider it just being friendly. Yeah. But she's asking him like, "Hey, he might show up here and like that's going to become like a huge issue and Ron's already like on my ass, so like if you see this pissed off 30ish guy with brown hair like can you give me a heads up can i just say that the reveal doesn't have brown hair i I was gonna say the same thing yeah yeah very light hair yep he's like if it's if it's brown hair it's like the the earliest stage of brown from blonde and i did write that down when you see him because it was like the only thing she mentioned about him is his hair color and they didn't cast that you wouldn't have tagged that guy as him you'd have assumed he was another party goer because he had blonde hair that is definitely a case of not editing the script after the casting. <laughs> and um, I, wonder, I wonder why she told him where the catering job was. This is the kind of shit he does. It's better if he doesn't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't he... think he dropped her off. Ooh, I was thinking about that. But oh, they were on maybe. the phone when she got there, so who knows? I really like the exchange they're having here, too, because she's like, I'm so sorry. I can't remember your name. He's like, that's funny. People usually remember it. It's like, why is that? He says, um... It's Scrotum Phillips. 
<laughs> now, this is when I thought of Gordo. I was like, I don't think Gordo's seen this show. I bet he'll laugh at this. I did see. I laugh? thought a J. I thought Jay would find this. I funny. thought a J. Well, Jay did find it very funny. So that was good on you to think that. Um, and I just thought his overall delivery there was like very good. Like he had like a charm to him when he said it. Whenever you can tell a scrotum joke and it comes off like charming and not gross, like good on him. How many scrotum jokes come off as charming though? One. One. <laughs> you just that's saw it. That's the yeah. point. Yeah. Although I did think about having a band once called Scrotation Marks. You guys heard cool. Hard merch to make. <laughs> you, guys, you guys don't catch that one? Well, we caught it. That was a Parks nope, and Rec reference. Is. I do like who, that he was... Who made I, I that? Right away Andy, that, that was, was one of the potential band names for Mouse Rat. Well, there's a billion potential Yeah, I, yeah, yeah he does say a lot, and I only ever I remember, remember nothing that, rhymes with orange and everything rhymes with orange. It's also noted at this point that he's smoking parliaments, and I, it was weird because I noticed it right away too. It was the first yeah, thing I, I saw noticed, the, white, the blue and white pack, yeah. And I'm so glad that it was brought up because as soon as the scene started, I noticed that he was smoking parliaments because uh, my mom used to smoke parliaments, my brother used to smoke parliaments. I love Nick and Gordo. I love parliaments. And there was a there was a point in time. It's funny now because none of us are cigarette smokers now, but me, my mother, and brother all were years ago. At that time, they both smoked parliaments, and I hated them so much. And even the if filter's I was out, weird. It was like plastic was instead of paper. I, but the yeah. taste was different. So, if if I was out of cigarettes, and like my mom would be like, "Do you need one?" I would refuse them because I just didn't. I didn't like them at all. What cigarettes did you smoke, Jay? It varied. I started smoking Camel Reds because yeah, Camel, Camel Reds Smith. for a while. And then um, I eventually, like the end of my cigarette smoking run, I was just Marlboro Reds. Okay. For some reason, I also thought you were a Lucky Strike guy. <laughs> that would have been I, more Joe. Yeah, I smoked them, but not the unfiltered ones. The Lucky Strike filters. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. when they had those. They're back again. I think they have but, them back. Yeah, they're yeah. back the filtered ones? Yeah, I haven't yeah, had a cigarette in a long, long time. Yeah. I'm trying to quit, uh, but mm-hmm. I have moved on to the American Spirits for a couple of years now, and... I haven't had like a non-American spirit one. Oh, D- our friend Doug actually, he like traded one because he smoked what I used to smoke, which was Marlboro Twenty Sevens, and I couldn't believe how quick a cigarette oh goes God, when yeah. it's got the chemicals in it when you're not used to it, and how head high I was for like two. I minutes. will say I I know American spirits have a lot less crap in them, but it's that weird justification is almost like well, this is like a healthier way to smoke. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's the most insane bullshit lie you tell yourself, but. It is certainly different when you then have, like, a regular cigarette again. You're like, wow, I'm fucking high, and that took about 13 seconds to smoke. This is crazy. That's like me drinking a Diet Pepsi. I'm like, oh, it's diet. It's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I wanted to bring up, too, this conversation is also when we, I think, officially hear that she's a comedian by trade. I think there's, like, small references to it earlier, but that that is brought up here. I like that little difference that she's not an actor or screenwriter she's doing something outside of that yeah like but it's still all show still business this, but it's different it's all in that world right they all want to be in the entertainment industry none of them like are aspiring to be anything else except for ron who just wants to be like the best caterer on earth but also and, like i find that commendable too like i don't know man if you want to be the best caterer on earth like good for you that rules like go do no, it you know i mean it's, it's it's like i would say the i don't want to say safest but probably the most realistic dream out of all of them right because he's like it's within his like he can he's like can almost touch it at this point 
I mean, we all have regular boring ass jobs and I know that we all work a billion hours. You all, I mean, if you're a regular person, you try to be the best you can be at your regular job. Oh yeah. But you don't make it your whole uh, personality. That's the issue. This scene is also uh, very important because this is the first time someone who recognizes Henry realizes how they recognize Henry, but they don't tell us yet. So Casey's like, wait a minute. And all she has to say is you're that guy. And he's like, yep. Do you imagine like, living life, though, where you were once that guy and people just see you constantly and, like, you were that guy? That's and at gotta that be... point, for me, my intrigue is, like, through the roof now because they keep referencing it. And now it's like, what the fuck is he? Like, I really didn't think we were going to get the reveal. I'm kind of happy we did, but also I think they could have really – that could have been, like, a, a never, ever tell us thing, too. Like like it should have never come out because it really didn't matter. Yeah, this could have went on for, like, all of the first two seasons, come back. Like, you could have never told us and just made it, like, one of these, like, big mysteries. No, I kind of liked it uh, because it, it it revealed it, and then you don't know kind of if he's going to come back to it or, you know, how that's going to follow him. I do really like that. I think the actually only really, like, heartfelt part of this whole episode is when he says to her, he's like, well, do you remember me from anything else? Yeah, like, that is another piece of really great writing that's not comedy writing it's like right. just perfect writing it's serious and it's, it's like and that's why you know? he's not acting it's like yeah like he's known for this like this one thing yeah i really like that line from there we cut back to the party and like we're outside by the pool and like they're having awards and i forget the, the exact name of this episode but i think it is important to remember that even though it's like being like hosted at this one private house but it, it really is a more like Function. It's a neighborhood party. Yeah, it is a neighborhood thing. It's Willow Canyon Homeowners Annual Party. I have it up right. when I was looking up something <laughs> earlier. So, yeah. So, it's like, it's not really this couple's party, per se. And they're doing these awards. And it's like, best Christmas decorations. Go to the Wiseman's. And I was like. <laughs> you track it immediately, right? Where it's, like, it's an obviously yeah. very <laughs> Jewish name. So, you yeah. know the joke is right there. Yeah. Well, th to me, the first thing I thought of was the three Wiseman. <laughs> Well, I immediately too. think too of Jane Lynch. That one of the funniest jokes she has in all of A Mighty Wind is that she worked for a porn company that was run out of a, a sex shop by three brothers, and it was called the Three Wisemans. And they like cut to a clip of it, and it's so fucking stupidly funny. And I wondered if this was maybe in reference to that because this is right after A uh, Mighty Wind. I do like that we catch like I think it was on like found footage kind of from the camcorder. The neighbor who's like talking to his wife is like, "We lost." Jews. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we lost Christmas to Jews. Yeah. Ferg, I mean, you're kind of, well, actually, funny. I guess I was going to mention, Ferg, you were like actively in the competition for decorations for Christmas and Halloween, right? They were doing both at the no, time? No, I never, I never did the Christmas. Never submitted did Christmas? the Halloween. And you I won say, Halloween though, right? Yeah. You won Halloween. Yeah, I voted for you for things before. He juiced those numbers. He cheated. <laughs> not. Just creating Facebook accounts. They're po they were popularity contests. For you did so an amazing popular, job. Eh? I, I do want to say this. Ferg, <laughs> in fairness, I want I do want to give him his flowers. Ferg did an amazing job decorating his house. Yeah, you go all out. Seriously, how much money do you think you spent on that? Well, when I started doing this, I gave up getting birthday presents. So every year now, I get Home Depot cards. So <laughs> those go towards <laughs> the new animatronics every year. Do we do we point out though that the irony is that your birthday is the day after Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, 
Jeez, you gotta wait the whole year. Well, well that's actually genius though, because you get them half price. Yeah. yeah, you that's go, true, yeah. go on number first, buy them half price, put them in the garage. But um, my house actually, when I was a kid, we won an award for Christmas decorations. We had to like accept it in some that. weird like public television like thing, but it was at town hall. <laughs> That's such a small town thing. Like, oh, and we're going to do it on the local access channel and you have to come out here and accept it. Like, why, though? <laughs> we haven't, like, gone all out with Christmas lights in some time. And I, f- I keep feeling like I need to do it one of these years, especially with my niece being younger and stuff. But, boy, is it a lot of work. You got a good yard for it. You have a good yeah, yard for it. Yeah, we used to do a yeah. lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got a bunch of bushes, a bunch of pillars on your porch and stuff. You got, well, yeah. we got to be careful. And I don't want to get too... Cause the people listening are like, okay, get on with it. But... Um, <laughs> When it snows, we have to park in the yard, so I can't, like, fill my yard with, like, animatronics and stuff, because at, at some point, we're going to have to get cars in there, and you never know when the snow's going to hit. This year, we already put them out, but we bought uh, bushnet lighting. Oh, yeah, like, you just kind of... Yeah, I have a ton of those. Yeah, so we just bought, like, four for each bush, and, like, you clip them together, and just, like... The funny thing is, though, it looks like such garbage in the daytime. You walk by, and you're like... It's so disgusting. My yard looks terrible. And then at night, you're like, that is a beautiful array <laughs> yeah, of lights. Yeah. And it's so good. The second the lights are out, though, it's awful. Joe, have you found your corrugated reindeer? Yes, I know you didn't steal them, Gordo. This year. You're going to steal them this year? Yes. I'd honestly be more offended if you drove an hour and a half up to my house to steal my deer <laughs> and didn't just, like, at least <laughs> knock on the door and get a cup of coffee with me. Like, I'd be really bummed out if you did all of that and then I just didn't hang. Joke's on you. Joe has real deer now and moose. That's true. <laughs> true. Be careful. You might get trampled. The joke was last time I was up in your area of town, I was going to go by your house, beep, and then I was going to moon you and then just drive off and not say anything. I would like to hope that your wife would do the dirty work thing and then just park the car and throw the keys <laughs> out the window. <laughs> I've, said, I've said this before, I think. To this day, nothing has made me laugh harder in a movie theater than that scene in Dirty Work. <laughs> Dirty just, Work is one it, of the funniest films of all time. It caught me so off guard that I was like in shock and I was just in hysterics laughing. <laughs> so um, Also the response of Artie Lang just being like, he was supposed to keep driving. So to get back into this, uh, like the next award is Best Mailbox. And that's when the... The hosts actually win that one, the people hosting the party. And she's super excited about it, and he could give a fuck. And he actually does that, and I don't think he heard Roman say it, but he does that whole, like, ordinary fucking people thing, which yeah. I thought was really cool. <laughs> and I'll say this, and I can't wait to talk about him later in this episode, but I was bummed. I looked it up. This is the only episode he's ever in, because he's just, like, yeah. part of this family doing the thing. And I almost yeah. kind of wish, like, the 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 storyline was he hated his fucking life and quit and joined the catering company or something like well, i mean not to get further into the show but that's what's cool about this show is that they invest in those one-off characters yeah. like they're not just like you know whatever actors. <clears throat> i mean sometimes they are but they invest in those people that are only in one episode yeah. and i think that's what makes the show really good but i would have liked more of him and it was like yeah, he's a just bummer great. to know that he's not going to come back cuz his character was so great uh, she's, uh, the wife's accepting the award and she's like thanking her real estate agent. Well, she's like, I'd like to thank my agent, my real estate agent. And like, <laughs> these oh, fucking, the just these corny yuppie jokes and everyone's laughing. And also that means they have a homeowner's association, which means they're paying a lot of money because you're not just paying mortgage. You're paying an HOA every month. Criminals. 
Yeah, that is a criminal. That's some criminal enterprise bullshit. We cut inside and we see Roman on the phone. And I, I want to say he, because of, I think specifically because Kyle ran off with that girl that he had eyes for, I think out of jealousy is why he's making this call. Oh, 100%. That's it. Yeah. So now he's calling Kyle, leaving a voice message, pretending to be the guy who watches audition. And he's like, oh, we thought it was amazing, but we, you know, we made a, like a character choice that we want to just let you know about. So like, you know, moving forward, like if you were to read, like keep this in mind and we don't get to find out what that is just yet because Casey walks in and he like nervously like goes, I'll call you back and like hangs up. I was, I kind of was under the impression that he would made up the whole scheme, the whole movie from the beginning and was fucking with him because he hadn't even auditioned yet at the start. He's going over lines for his audition. Oh, see, I know I took this at moon. I guess it could, that's it could be either way. Yeah, I'm I took it as him just trying to sabotage it now, but I, I guess either way would work. Because they, they seem to be mortal enemies from like, yeah, we, we don't know how. I don't know his character enough yet to know how elaborate he would go. Right. If this was the if this was the office, that's something Jim would do. Right. Like plan something out for months and months. I don't know if that's how Roman acts. No, that makes sense, because this whole, like, movie scene kind of confused me when I was watching it. Like, what was he talking about? And then, like, the, the reveal for it also confused me as well. Like, I don't know if that, well, how, well, how yeah, far we'll, ahead that is. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to it in a few. Because from here, we cut back to outside. And this is, we referenced it earlier. Ron's outside with a bunch of kids. And he's trying to impress them with, like, all these bottle tricks. Like, all, like as if, you know, he's in the movie Cocktails. And we, he was good at it, right? He was very good <laughs> at spinning these bottles. Yes, and I couldn't yeah, he was very like, good. Did the actual actor have experience in this beforehand? Did he learn it just for the show? Or was he like on the side? This was like a talent he had because he worked in bars. Could it be a double? I mean, do they ever show his face while the bottle's spinning? Pretty sure, yeah. I, I think I they do, see, yeah. Like, the yeah, whole shot's so. on him. Also remember, these are all real actors, right? And it's very yeah. possible that some of them... Uh, were in this industry before yeah. they became big. So, you know, maybe he does actually just know it from doing it for That's real. That's what I feel like the situation is. I figure a lot of this show is based on experience yeah. of them all going through that. <laughs> yeah. So he's doing this for, like I said, a group of young kids who don't drink cocktails. So <laughs> um, until one of the kids, like, fucking stabs him in the leg. What, I could, <laughs> what did he stab him with? A it was like dark. a dart or oh, something. Yeah. I missed that part. Like a, okay. <laughs> like a pin the tail on the donkey yeah, I thought dart. it was like maybe like a pin the tail on the donkey type of situation. And he lets out this fucking <laughs> scream and it makes him break one of the glass I bottles. died laughing at that. <laughs> he doesn't even have a spare shirt now because of it. it. He, well, that's all like that that's all that later, great yeah. writing, right? It, it all comes into play. This bottle, which we're to assume is red wine, was it actually full of thick paint? The way that like no, no, no. it looks like a, um, no, like, like a liqueur. I thought it was no, like what the fuck is it called? It's just like the maraschino cherry juice. Painted his it was shirt, grenadine. Though. Grenadine. But, thank you. That's what. Yes, grenadine. But even then, thinking, like yeah. it, like it transformed it's, his shirt in a way yeah, that. Well, like, I mean, also that was an after effect, ruined. but yeah. grenadine's very thick. It's a horror movie shirt. All of a sudden, he looks like he's in a different type of show. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a deep, like thickly colored, like splatter all over. <laughs> when he's walking down that little alley next to the house right after this go, and he's just like, 
fuck, fuck, fuck. I fucking <laughs> lost it. <laughs> just, just repeatedly yelling fuck. And to go back on what Jay said earlier, I thought this was going to be the relapse moment. Where he, Me like, too. He like just, got like, on him. takes something and just completely goes <laughs> No, nuts. I was just reminded of one of Ron's really. <laughs> I feel coffin. like, and I, I don't even know if it would have been in this episode, but I I felt like the, maybe because I already had it in my head, so I'm trying to write it. I'm like, what's going to happen is he's going to eventually take a drink by accident. Like, that, that's what I felt like was going to happen. He'd be at one of these parties and pick up what he thought was his cup, but it was someone else's cup and it was full of booze. Like, that's what I thought I would happen. I forget how, specifically how it happens. As he's walking down... We cut back into like in the house and we're in like the laundry room area, which ironically is not where he's heading with the stained shirt, which is what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But we see Kyle and that daughter are in there together and she's like very smitten by this kid. And he's, you know, like he does with anyone, not just girls, he just starts talking himself up. And he's talking about like the song he wrote. He's, it's, it's like, Oh yeah, it's called "You Stained Me" or "Mind Jail." I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Mind Jail. This song he sings too is like the worst, like Nickelback butt rock song of that era. It's so oh, fucking yeah. perfect. It was pretty good, and I don't remember the cadence in which it was sang, so I can't even replicate it. But I just I, I said at the beginning, I just thought the lyric "You Stained Me" like Shakespeare said, uh, "Doth thou" is so fucking funny. <laughs> That's so stupidly like trying to write like you're meaningful and deep. It's it's very well done. He did say that he was a Shakespeare fan earlier in the episodes. He did. And then we cut to Ron, who's in one of the bathrooms. He's trying to clean up. And now he's because he gave his spare shirt to Henry. He's wearing Henry's wrinkled shirt from earlier, which the counter effect is Henry can wear Ron's shirt and it just looks puffy on him. Henry looks like the Hulk. I'm sorry, Ron looks like the Hulk when he's wearing Henry's shirt because it's way too small for him. The shirt roulette in this episode is, I think, the funniest part yeah. of the whole episode. And you can't and, get the neck. And I will say this, too. Like, everybody here, I'm sure, has been in this situation. Oh, yeah. You were wearing a button-up shirt, like, a, for a wedding or something that does fit you. You have to put a tie on, and it fits you perfectly, except for that neck button. And you were really struggling. I mean, literally, I've definitely had some you know bigger knot that... ties before to cover it. He also realizes that there's like a stain on his pants, which he didn't realize at first. So he pulls out like this tide stick that, <laughs> which gets brought up in the very beginning. It's, it's a callback to earlier because he does help the um the woman who owns the place like get a stain out of her. Oh, the mustard, oh, the stain mustard, mustard yeah. stain. Yeah. And um, now, so, why would you use a tide stain on black pants? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It will make your it'll make the pants orange. It, we're just going yeah. for the gag here at this point, but yeah, <laughs> yeah so the gag like, is worth it. Yeah, so he's like trying to like clean off his pants now. And while this is happening, all of a sudden that the daughter and Kyle bust into the bedroom and they're making out. And we realize that like the bathroom he's in is the bathroom attached to her bedroom. And you can sort of see it when he's first in there. You can see into it. You see a teenage girl's room with posters. There's a really cool Lemonheads poster on the wall. So now these two are making out and then all of a sudden they notice Ron and his back's to them, and it just looks like he's feverishly masturbating yeah, over the Furiously <laughs> jerking off. Yes. I died at this. This is like, I lost it laughing at this scene. It was I like, what were you doing? I was rubbing something out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used a stick on your mom this morning. She thought it was amazing. Like, every fucking little It was all very clever. It was all like, it's all very crass and crude humor, but it was done in such a smart way. And she's like going to tell her mom, and he's like, Listen to me, little girl. I have too much to say here. He goes, if you tell your mom, 
I'll just destroy you. <laughs> simple, simple as that. And it works. Well, I thought like the the actual way they should have handled this was that mutual you don't tell your mom about this and I don't tell your mom about what I'm seeing you do right now. Like, yeah, you're up here I, with a I thought that was gonna be like that boy. mutual compromise where they both go, let's both walk away from the situation and ignore what we just saw. Oh, yeah, that if you tell anyone, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, so he just gets so dark with it. Instead of, yeah, threatening to murder this girl. <laughs> and also, don't forget, she still is not under the impression that he used a Tide pen. She right. thinks he is yeah. saging up there. Yeah, there was never a point. Off. Yeah, there was no reveal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's going <laughs> to, she's exiting this whole situation thinking she watches this guy jack off in her bathroom. <laughs> and then he's going to kill her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tells anybody he will, he'll muck duck her. After he leaves. It's like her and Kyle standing there and she just goes, so are we having fun yet? And that's when like the light bulb goes off for Kyle. He's like, wait a minute. And we cut downstairs and it's um the guy who owns the house again is at the bar talking to Henry. They're going back and forth and it's kind of the, both of them are jealous of the other, right? They both want what each other has because the the homeowner is like he his life is so like mundane and he's like i used to be crazy i used to do all these things i haven't done anything unexpected since cancun and henry's like yeah but you have a house and a family like he's like i'd do anything for that he's like you want to trade lives he's like do you know anything about estate law he's like nope well that's i just like that he genuinely goes bummer like he <laughs> yeah, thought they might like actually the, be able to trade lives for a day. Like that's he all they have to do. Be as long a as yes, he, hiding in there. As long as he knows state law, they can. Yeah, they could yes, actually switch. do a body swap. And um, as they're having the conversation, that's when Kyle runs in, and he does the "Are we having fun yet?" Like, and we only know this because the girl said something earlier. He's like, "Dude, that's where I know you. You were that guy." And like, it come to find out that Henry's big thing, the reason people keep recognizing him is he was part of like a beer ad campaign and had like a catch that's their version of what's up yeah Yeah, what's up or like bitter beer face or whatever like but would you recognize or like remember the dr galley weekets like the yes i am like if you saw that guy now in the street would you recognize him so easily i wouldn't well i don't even recognize what you said but that's why no one they all like like it flags you but you can't place it and that's what would happen Mm. with any of them you know what i mean Shut real quick, Cordo. You don't remember the Yes I Am commercials? Those were huge. Those were like Super Bowl commercials. No. It was a Budweiser commercial where a guy would get himself into weird situations and then he'd find out there was Budweiser involved and he'd be like, Yes I am. So the first one was he was going to a limousine and it says it has a name on it, and he's like, Hi, I'm Dr. Galakowitz or Dr. Gelly Weekitz. And he's like, Oh, don't you mean Dr. Galakowitz? He's like, Yes I am. It was like a five year long Budweiser thing. Nope. I don't anybody else remember, remember that? that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't remember, remember that one either. Ferg does. Maybe okay. if I, I feel saw good. one, like, I didn't dream this, did I? If, if you I guys all one, remembered maybe. it, I was going to stay quiet. <laughs> Ferg and I do, so there's two at least. Listeners, have, if you remember the have, Yes I Am Doctor Gelly Weekends commercials, let Ferg and I know. But um, they're they're going over it, and like now everyone else is like the, the like the party goers too are like, oh yeah, like say it, say it, and um. You know, they're saying, are we having fun yet? And the, the owner's like, I'm not having fun yet. Make it a double. He's like, you got it. And that's when Ron walks up and is like, uh, the hostess specifically requested no doubles. um, One jigger only. 
And he's like, what? And it gets like, the whole room gets really quiet. And he goes, I don't want you serving them two jiggers. It's fucking <laughs> bananas. And as it stands, the man who he bumped into earlier. The fried chicken remote. He didn't want to say anything about fried chicken to about. Was standing there with his wife. And they just give him that look and they're like. And they just get out of there. Like, yeah, they leave. Out. As you would. As yeah. you would fucking do. You would fucking leave. And what's Adam Scott's re- re- retort? <sighs> it's a gin rose? Yeah, no. he says, um, I, <laughs> I believe the preferred oh. term is gin yeah, yeah. rose. <laughs> gin rose. <laughs> During pandemic, my work was trying to do a bunch of stuff to like get people together virtually. And one of the things did for our team was they did a, like, they sent us a bunch of stuff from a bartending class. So you got, like, jiggers and the lime squeezy. The lime squeezy thing I mentioned earlier, it's from that class. And, like, all this stuff. And then we paid for some, like, virtual bartender to teach us how to do stuff. And at one point, he said, you don't want to do two jiggers. And I fucking died and, like, had to <laughs> mute it. And nobody had any idea what I was talking about. Nobody had any idea what I was laughing. The only thing that was any funnier than that when the guy was like, would you follow me on Instagram? And everyone said yes. And I looked at it, I was like, no. <laughs> and he just like sadly was like, okay, keep going, man. I've been making so, uh, my own uh, Negronis lately and using oh. Jigger to do I thought it was really weird. Like, I've, I've never used a Jigger in my life. And in the two days leading up to this episode, I have now used them uh, a bunch of times. I feel like once you're like making, if you're making just drinks for yourself, like if I'm making a mixed drink, I always just go like, that's enough alcohol, whatever. Like, you yeah, eyeball yeah. it because it's not like, you're over serving somebody, but if you're over serving like, you yourself, make me a cocktail. well, yeah, well, obviously, I'm not going to underserve myself. What am I, hard a servant? When I worked for the catering company, all that time ago, which you brought up, I used to steal them from, and I would put Little them in ones. My, I would put them in my cokes and drink. <laughs> 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 Mind you, I was like seventeen. I wasn't a little kid. I was. <laughs> We're missing like 17 jiggers and 12 jars of maraschino cherries, and we don't know who the person is who did this. So during all this weird bar stuff, it just so happens that Henry spots who he suspects is Casey's husband, like, from afar. So now he's, like, running outside to stop him from confronting her. And when he walks out, he's like, hey, man, can I help you? He's like, uh, no, I'm looking for, uh, never mind. And he's like, I'm her husband. And Henry's trying to stop it. And he's like, hey, like, you know, her boss has really been riding her today. Like, how about you just, like, go out front and wait and I'll send her out to meet you out there? It's such a good friend move for them not being good friends yet to, like, run interference this hard for her, you know? And in fairness, he's not, like, saying you can't talk to her. He's saying, like, hey, just so she doesn't get in trouble at work. Like, Right, maybe not right here, man. He has a good compromise. We do it outside of the party. Yeah, it's, like, it's a very fair thing, like like i'll send her out to talk to you <laughs> but just um, don't get her fired for yelling at her or get into an argument next to the pool yeah yeah and as they're having like this interaction like he like walks by him and he doesn't like push him or anything but like just walking by him kind of like gets henry's footing off and he ends up going into the pool yeah, it's interesting because he doesn't out and out push him to a point where you'd be like mad at him for being a shithead for yeah he, wa- he walks through him he he didn't mean, intend to throw him in the pool, but it was his actions that made right. him Right. He's the reason he fell in, but he doesn't, yeah, like, but, yeah. flat but out turn and double push but, him or anything. But he does beeline it to his wife after that. And you can, as he's going to the pool, you can, like, already hear the two arguing from a distance. 
So they're arguing for a second, and that gets cut off when we see the guy from Just Shoot Me's dick. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and because we just hear like beauty of it being on stars, you get the cock. We hear yeah, beauty of the pay channels. And this guy just fucking storms from inside of his house out to the pool area and just fucking dives into his pool butt naked in the middle of this big party. Yelling cannonball. A what, I'm the asshole? Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's all like, come on, everyone. Like, let's get loose. Like, come on. And, like, you cut to everybody who's outside, and it's just dead silence. Everyone just staring at him. (laughs) And he's so mad. So, okay, I... What do you think about this? Because I think that in the real world, you'd get at least one drunk person who'd be like, yeah, like with you. I don't think that you'd be that so like that um, singled out in that instance. Uh, I think that it's 70 people at this party. There's one other pool. Yes. But it's the fact that he jumped in the pool butt ass naked. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't think that. I think there might be one guy who had been overserved a little bit. Well, it's a lot I of think, uh, no doubles. They're also at no. a party where like it's all like uptight couples and stuff That's like what that. I was yeah, but say, those Jay. people when they get drunk are the most fucked in the head. So you'd think at least one of them would be like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, it's the repressed a room ones are the most wild. That are overly concerned with ev- what everyone else in the room thinks of them. I can understand why no one jumped in, but I do see your point. But I'm not shocked that no one came in yeah. either. Yeah, these are the kind of people that celebrated uh, best mailbox competitions. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're not jumping in the pool butt naked. To be fair, though, too, maybe somebody wanted to, and he was like, maybe I'll win the award for best cock. And the guy looked at him and was like, well, I don't want to not win the award for best cock, so I'm not yeah. jumping in either. <laughs> because that's right. That's, you know, I mentioned at the top of the episode, that's when his wife comes out and goes, put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. <laughs> <laughs> the second no one really hammers it home. Yeah. Yes. That, he was going on about that best cock award. He was like, it's like better than tidiest lawn or some mailbox or goddamn Christmas lights. And he's like going on like, and no blinking, no blinking lights. You hear that, neighbors? No blinky blinky. And he's like screaming, ordinary fucking people. <laughs> Again, homeowner associations—they're yeah. the devil. Is it was um it, and I, I it is, escaped me. Was that where the "you're already deadline" comes from too? Is that why you started screaming that? Is that also Repo Man? I don't know. No, you're already dead. It's not Repo Man. Because he started screaming that right after. I was like, is that also from Repo Man? Because that, that, is that the a, other movie? Maybe ordinary people. Yeah. From oh, actual, I don't, I don't think so. But he, yeah, he just kept know. screaming like "you're already dead." <laughs> you could have just been singing crass. We cut to inside again, and Kyle's with Constantine, Constantine, Constance, Jesus, <laughs> Constantine, and, um, and um, he just checked his phone. He's like, "Oh my god, that was Jim Tower." So they want me to like, you know, read again for this role, but they changed the character a little bit. It's like, oh, so he's like, he's not going to be like, um, what was it like? Uh, how is it described? Like the vulnerable like a- bad boy who's like new in town. It's like, oh no, he's still that. But now he's got nut cancer. Nut <laughs> cancer. He's, he's going chemo. through chemo. I love the idea that that's what a Hollywood agent would describe it to an actor, and he doesn't track that as being off at all. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, Jim Powers, uh, loved your read. Would love to see you back, but uh, just a heads up, um, we're going to give the character nut cancer. So uh, we're going to need you to figure that one out. 
It sounds like something Norm Macdonald would say. Be like, yeah, but now he's got nut cancer. Like, it's not like a thing like a regular person would say. <laughs> Roman, who's the one who set this whole thing up, is like walking. He's like, dude, like, you know what you got to do? He's like, what? He's like, well, if you want it to be real, like, you got to lose your hair. He's like, everywhere. And she agrees. She's like, it's for your art, man. And uh, this is when I, I know the term. I guess I never completely understood what it meant because he's like you know everywhere head eyebrows pubes he goes soup to nuts i know i've heard soup to nuts before but i guess i never thought about what it meant i don't think soup to nuts means that's not what it mouth means. To Did he use it pubes. wrong because i was like is that no, soup, soup to nuts means everything but it doesn't mean necessarily your hair on your body it doesn't okay, mean you're but nuts soup, but soup to nuts means everything yes okay so that makes sense then. it's derived from the description of a full course dinner i guess nuts is a dessert in the nineteen thirties. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, D's nuts. Okay. Well, you well, gave it to him. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, I'm a little mad that we actually just handed <laughs> that to you on a platter. Hey, uh just this is from the quick Google. It's just funny that it comes out this way. Uh soup to nuts is an American English idiom that conveys the meaning of from beginning to end, uh derived from the description of a full course dinner. Soup to nuts may also refer to soup to nuts, a nineteen thirty uh, feature film starring the trio who later became the Three Stooges. Soup to Nuts, a 1980s or 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 Soup to Nuts, a 1986 episode of Mama's Family. Oh, you know, mm. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Mama's Family. Mm. Ferg as well. Yeah, and the two of us being the two biggest fans of Mama's Family actually <laughs> recently got to meet Vicky Lawrence, which is uh, I Ferg. I don't know if I can speak for you as well, but for me, a lifelong dream. <laughs> I changed my life, man. <laughs> it was like it was like a great moment. Got to take that right off the bucket list. I thought she was dead, honestly, until I saw her in person last week. Was weekend. that because she was such a convincing old lady? <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been it. Yeah. Wow, she was like 80 years old in the 60s. So. <laughs> the 60s, that show's from the early 80s. Stop it. What a great show. And how dare you? I hope you were nice to her. Biggest fan, of course. Well, EJ farted on her that week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm just. I'm just listening. Do we have a special guest? Is Lurch here? What is that noise I keep hearing? <laughs> snap, snap. He's like Sideshow Bob when he steps on the rake. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many rakes? <laughs> So uh, I do like we get this quick shot of like everyone exiting the house and the owner is just like, you know, he's just sitting there alone, just smiling as everyone leaves. Like, and, uh, like you can only imagine the 80 million things going through his fucking drunk brain. And it was like, maybe he's like, now I'm free of all these people that no one's going to want to be near me anymore. <laughs> like, maybe and like possibly escape. a divorce. Yeah. It was just that quick shot. And we immediately cut to Henry packing up the bar and Casey walks up and she's like, are we having fun yet? Or would you prefer we not do that? He's like, no, I love it. <laughs> and then and now says, Henry's in the splatter shirt, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Which is a nice, like, it's all coming full circle because That's now so good. the shirt, the, the shirt water, logic of this episode is yeah, amazing. now that he's in the water, he has to wear, you know, not his shirt because, you know, Ron took it. So now he has to wear the one that's covered in 
wine or paint or whatever it was that that deeply stained why is that the better option than a wet shirt it's like the one that looks like you murdered someone or also like you can get away with it's the end of you could probably get away with no shirt everyone just saw the host dick like you could probably (laughs) (laughs) how come some of my famous guys wearing no shirt we just saw that guy's cock well i don't think anyone's gonna exit that party go and the bartender took his shirt off (laughs) he says to casey hey i'm sorry you know i tried to stop him talking about when her husband showed up and he's like, maybe Ron was distracted by all that other shit going on. He's like, nope, he was not. He fired me. But I said I'd sue him, so I'm back on final warning. <laughs> he's like, welcome back. And she thanks him for trying. And then again, forgot his name. Uh, and I liked the honesty because I was thinking about just in real life. I don't know if I would have had the balls to say that to somebody twice. I would think I would just word around it at that point champ i'd start calling yeah. you chief thanks dude yeah. i would just avoid the name thing until i heard someone address you by your name again also they just had that conversation that's a bitch move that she forgot his name again. i feel like it's going to be funny i did was she doing that on purpose though i can't i couldn't tell either i think she genuinely I think forgot so. i just it happens like i've been it happens i'm way better at faces than names personally yeah, but too. he was introduced to her she forgot it once and then he told her that second time him telling her she should have never forgot it again because it's been brought up well geez memory champ so sorry <laughs> fur takes his alpha brain we use our podcast <laughs> is sponsored by ag greens i mean his name's henry it's not that hard well no it didn't have to be it'd probably be easier to remember if he had like a more eccentric name like neighbor cock yeah that was what i was gonna say too you wouldn't forget it <laughs> she then says so he got the job in vermont and he's like, really? So you don't need this job? Like, well, it was nice knowing you. And she's like, no, I'm going to keep this job, like, for now. You know, I'm going to keep it. And then, you, so, like, obviously, like, if they're in L.A. and he got a job in Vermont and she's not leaving this job, are we to assume they're already talking divorce or just Separation. I'm not moving with you right now? Or Yeah. Yeah, I think at least I'm not going with you to Vermont. Well, that's a very tough long-distance relationship for a married couple. I mean, you got to link it back to the conversation earlier when she says, like, what's there for me? Which is fair. I mean, there's that point where I don't know what he does for work, right? But she's trying to get into an industry where she can only live in so many cities and, like, make that a living. And depending on what his is, like, I don't know too many industries that only exist in Vermont. So there might be opportunity for him to do it closer to where she can work but bernie sanders campaign worker uh ben and jerry's ice cream worker well you can work for ben and jerry's not in vermont you just well, that's where the factory the is one. though yeah you just can't work in the main one are there other factories cabot there's cheese. One factory. oh cabot cheese the greatest cheese of all time i agree you know they have great a great cheese. room wait say that again Ferg. i said i agree great cheese oh yeah <laughs> it's the best the saddest thing there's in portland maine there is a cabot cheese store and they have samples out that you can try all the cheese and it's amazing but if you go there the problem with cheddar cheese which is amazing is that after two hours it gets like wilty and crystallized so if you go there and you're in between cheese uh rotations you're like oh i don't want to eat any of this and they're like try some try some (laughs) because they want to get rid of it and you just you just won't and you don't poop for a month yeah the best kind of food ever i can't wait to have cheese day why do you poop a lot no i just like cheese what's wrong with your brain like, I've known you for a long time. You do, in fact, poop a lot. 
Me? Yes. I wouldn't say more than the average person. I would. Casey leaves that conversation. She's walking like down a hallway and you can hear buzzing. And she looks over and she just goes, Jesus, Kyle, Roman left the message. And he walks out and he's like, what? And he, I guess he's going to shave his whole body in this person's house. Yeah, started, started with, with the eyebrows. With just one eyebrow? Yeah. <laughs> in somebody's yeah, that's kitchen, off-kitchen bathroom with their yeah. razor? I thought he was going to come out with a shaved head, and instead it was Me an too. eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't get this. This is a little bit over the top. He's kind of lucky he's got that, like, scene hair, because you can't really tell he's got one eyebrow when it's, like, down. But it's the opposite one. Yeah, he has to now comb his scene hair the other way. Yep. But I will say, too, he also has such fair, light hair that this doesn't read as well on screen because yeah. it's, he doesn't have super dark yeah. eyebrows yeah. anyway you know it how takes a second eyebrow, to realize how long does an eyebrow take to grow back do you think? a really long time like <laughs> way more than if you shaved your head yeah i don't know what it is about that type of hair or where it is but if you shave your eyebrow it takes a really long time to grow back and it's way way slower than like any other body hair that's why so, we goldberg just stopped letting it grow in she's been shaving her eyebrows for 40 years well, you ain't kidding. Between three and four months. Yeah. Wow. That's a weird thing. I don't know why they are that way, but. The infamous Hasbro 123 Kid on the card is a picture of uh, the 123 Kid, where, and he has no eyebrows because they were shaved off on like a bus as a prank, <laughs> and it was right before he had to take his promo pictures. So if you ever look at his old Hasbro on card, look at the picture, and it's him with no eyebrows. <laughs> I love the stuff that like nobody catches like that. Yeah. And <laughs> so anyways, from there, we cut to Ron and he's in like the dining room area with the woman who owns the house and he's having her like sign all the papers after, but he's really just trying to have her like sneaky sign the feedback card that he pre-filled out for. And he's, she's like, wait, aren't I supposed to fill this out? He's like, oh, well, I mean, I can, I can get a new one. They're like they're all the way in the van and just seeing <laughs> if she's going to say, no, that's okay. But she doesn't. So it's like, he holds oh, out okay. so long for yeah. it though. Oh, um, all right, I'll get a new card. <laughs> we cut to Kyle, who's obviously very upset, and he's talking to Constance. He's, like, pissed. And it's like that whole, they're having the conversation, and it's like, well, it's just an eyebrow. Compares it to, like, she remembers when she was, <laughs> uh, she was going to be one of the jumpsuit babies in Cannonball 2. Cannonball <laughs> Run 2 is the movie, though. And uh, right after her audition, she was hit by a car. <laughs> Which is funny, because it's a movie about car racing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of the Cannonball Run movies. There's two of them with Burt Reynolds. Uh, for you have, yeah. It's a they're amazing. It's a mix of uh, it's a Mad 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 World and Rat Race, but from the early '80s, and they're fucking amazing. Or oh, Wacky Racers. Or Wacky Racers. Muttley. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like. Um, I really like this scene because I think it just it really goes back to how clever a lot of the writing was. So now they're all lined up outside, and Ron's paying them out the tips. And they're all getting $14 each, which by betting on themselves, they lost six bucks a head because they could have just all got a 20 each. But instead, they're getting 14, except for Henry, who's getting like 13 and change. How do they not get more money at the bar again? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Henry got 1336. Ron had to go into his own pocket for that. Hey, good on him, though. Yeah, yeah it's a good boss. I feel like he didn't take a cut either. No, but also makes knows- sense, too, that. He fucked up. And Henry should get the smaller cut because he's the new guy, right? Like, if you're going to pay everybody out, if one guy's going to lose 74 cents, it's probably the, or whatever it is, you know, it should be the 64 cents should be the new guy. 
Yeah, but if he was a bartender, he's probably the one actually getting all the tips too. Unless yeah. he got tips on the set. I don't know. I don't I'd love to think works. he I'd like to think when he was taking some of those shots, he was putting a few dollar bills in his pocket. Yeah. At least he got some free booze out of it to compensate. So Yeah, so the show is over after this payout, but we get one quick ending scene. Henry's in the car with the woman from the party who we mentioned earlier was in a few episodes of The Office as a stripper. And she's just jerking him off and trying to get him to do the line from the commercial. <laughs> and she's like, come on, please. He's like, no, no, no. And you, and she just starts like really getting into it. It's a pretty, um, it's not graphic. You don't see anything, but it's um pretty accurate looking jerk off scene. <laughs> and then he finally goes like, cause he's in a pretty good mood now. He goes, are we having fun yet? And then as soon as he did it, he lost his erection. Yeah, he just goes flaccid in her hand. <laughs> she's like, what happened? <laughs> I really love how like how much he truly hates it. That even in that moment, by doing it one time, it's just fucking instant boner kill. Yeah, it causes oh, I thought him he to came. No, no, he, he loses. Lost, he lost his boner. Yeah. Oh, I thought he came. Don't be gross. Okay. <laughs> Girl, don't be so blue come. on this podcast. <laughs> team cummy tummy. Like. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what was that? What's cummy tummy? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I don't know. Are you referring <laughs> to what, what Ferg doing? said earlier? What did Ferg say earlier? Or something. Will become. Oh God! <laughs> All right, guys. I think it's time to wrap this. One. What's our next shirt, boys? I'm really glad that in an episode about party down with all the topics, we found a way to go so lowbrow that even like the fandom for that show would go, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> I wouldn't be friends with them. Um, so yeah, let's get into the green letter cancel. Uh, Nick, starting with you. Yeah, this is a green light. I mean, it's a, it's a star studded cast. It's really well written, really well executed. Uh, it want it, it definitely what makes you want to come back for more and see see for me um i know adam scott is like the main you know interest but i am really more interested in where ron's going which is fine because i'm also interested in you know adam scott's character and you know what might happen with them uh the whole cast is great it's just it's a lot of fun and it's a really really easy green light if you ask me so yeah green light ferg yeah, I agree with Nick. Um, it's a, it's a pretty easy green light. Every it it's a smart show. Every everything that happens in that show happens for a reason and pays off later. Uh, and it's all very funny. Big ensemble cast, and you get to know basically who each and every one of them is. And that's not the easiest thing to do with a cast this big. Even the cameo cast members, you fucking, you knew this bald guy's life without like seeing him a few times. Yeah, great show, great cast, green light. Joe. Yeah, I mean, there's no disagreeing with anything you guys just said. This is an amazing show. It's hard to put ensembles like this together and make it on a pilot where everybody is just funny, but it just shows how good the writing is. I brought up a few times, my favorite thing ever is the shirt roulette. They start from basically the first scene to the very last scene and don't say anything about it and just keep juggling the shirts and just keep you going with it. Like that kind of writing is so fucking great that you can also then balance the super blue lowbrow humor and keep it funny and not make it feel like the show's dragging down. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier I'd seen this all together probably 10 times or whatever. I imagine this will now be 11 because I'm just going to keep watching it. 
this is a great like once a year really quick burn through that i feel like this is the rare show too where the people on the show who here here who haven't seen it would maybe actually watch it i might be wrong with that but that's my impression but green light gordo so this is a soft green light from me when i watching it like about halfway through i was like all right this is kind of humorous but i don't see the appeal and it wasn't until everything sort of started coming undone at the end that that's when i started laughing uh so it it took a while but it ultimately ended up winning me over because you know there's going to be a different party or a different situation in each episode so what is the next party going to bring? So for that reason, green light. Yeah, so I'm not rocking the boat on this one. This was an easy green light for me. It's weird because you know, we said this earlier. This was one of those shows that I've heard of a million times. I was aware of the cast. I knew I liked everyone on the cast. I was told by people who have similar like senses of humor to me, like, oh, it's a great show. You have to watch it. And I don't know what it was in my head that was like, I don't know if like I thought it was older than it was or like the the humor was going to be different. I don't know what it was, but I just had these like hang ups where I had no desire to check it out. And I'm really glad we finally covered it because this is a show that I would like to watch the rest of. I know historically I'm very bad at doing that, but I would like to watch this show. I thought it was very funny. I thought the writing was really clever. Only hang ups are like, like I said, meeting characters in this episode that I wish I would see again and I know I won't is unfortunate but overall great show excited to see what like the future of it brings excited to or not so much excited but curious as to what a over decade long gap will do to the show and see if it's how different it is when they come back for season three so um you know would like to check that out so with all that in mind that is a perfect five out of five for party down congratulations you live on to see episode two with us I want to thank all of you who listen. Uh, to anyone new, welcome aboard. To anyone who's been listening for a while, uh, thanks for sticking along. Follow us on Instagram or X at S1E1Pod. Go to S1E1Pod.com. Follow the link so you can listen to us on all our social media. Again, if you want, leave us a five-star review on Apple. If you can prove that to us and send us a link somewhere, we will follow you on Instagram, X, whatever you want. It's just kind of a way of saying thank you and kind of make it easier for us to interact with one another. But that's it. That's all the time we have this week. See you again next week for another new episode. Thank you. Goodbye. I think we got the best their cheese, not our cheese. <laughs>